Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. We appreciate everybody that's tuning in. Squad Fest is over, and man, what a success that was. Great time, for sure, in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, it was it was very, very nice being able to see everybody out there just enjoying some freedom. Um, this podcast is up on YouTube now, so be sure to go head over to YouTube, subscribe to it, and uh, you can watch all the shenanigans unfold. This podcast is brought to you by the one and only Dive Bomb Industries, maker of Squad Fest. Um, they put on a hell of an event. And I got to tell you, seeing everything that they offer, it's insane. They're not just a decoy company. They got bags. They got clothing. They got their hands in so many things. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be a part of their company. And uh, they still make the best silhouette that's on the market right now. Uh, as the, as the days tick on in summertime, it is time to start getting ready for hunting season. So check out Dive Bomb Industries for anything that you're going to need, whether it's apparel, whether it's a nice new gun case, whether it's a floating bag, or if it's decoys, be sure to get the bags. You got to get the bags if you get the silhouettes. They got to pack up, keep everything nice and tidy. Go to DiveBombIndustries.com, get everything that you're going to need because the season is right around the corner. This podcast is also brought to you by Bangtail Whiskey. It's a traditional corn mash whiskey aged in charred new American oak barrels. You'll find a pleasant aroma of vanilla and spice before galloping into notes of nougat, sweet corn, and a lingering caramel finish. Built on a dream aged 25 years, it's handcrafted Bangtail Whiskey, and it makes for the perfect sip for the perfect drink during summertime. I know I love my whiskey sours with Bangtail Whiskey. Uh, you can order them straight from their website, and you can get whiskey shipped straight to your door, and it is delicious. I cannot I cannot recommend it enough. Bangtailwhiskey.com. It's good shit. We're also brought to you by Pacific Calls. The boys at Pacific Calls, I tell you what, they cleaned up. They cleaned up house up there at Squad Fest and... Uh, now they got their sights turned on to game fair here in just a little bit, but uh, good dudes, man. I tell you what, seeing them uh, interact with some of the younger kids at this squad fest was was really really touching. So uh, they make a great call. They've got great customer service. <clears throat> They've revamped their short goose call to two hundred six, and I tell you what, they still got one of the best duck calls that I think I've ever ever ran in the pcd so and if you check out their apparel you can get one of the world famous Andy that's Shaver right shirts. that's right we need to uh we got we're gonna have to pick a winner for that yeah so right now the uh the world famous andy shaver t-shirt is it'll be coming up on their online store you can get it and get a nice goose call or duck call coming your way that sold pretty well at the at the squad fest so i was pleased so go check them out pacificcustomcalls.com Get a premium acrylic call sent your way. We're also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells, all-American made. Hits like a freight train. Bismuth, it's back in style. Copper-plated bismuth. I love me some Boss. So many people came up to us and said, you know what? We started shooting Boss. We've been shooting been shooting some of that cheaper stuff, and uh, we don't mind forking over some of the extra dollar bills because Boss is worth it. And uh, they've got the money bag, and it's just cool, you know, they're bringing the sub-gauge culture back, and that's uh, that's cool to be a part of. I love me some boss, though. They will Good be people. at the DUX uh, Festival at Texas Motor Speedway the weekend of June 
7th and 28th. Yeah, whatever it is. And then they'll also be at Game Fair with us, or we'll be there with them. So yes. we look forward to that. But check them out, BossShotShells.com, and uh, get you a case, and you can experience the difference yourself. You'll never go back, I promise. We're also brought to you by Goose Creek Retrievers, Mr. Matt Peel, up in Maryland. Ah, I tell you what, the guy knows his shit when it comes to dog training. It's, it's always a lot of fun talking to him. We've got a little bi-monthly uh, segment that we do with him all about dog training. Um, whatever you need, whether you've got a new puppy and you're needing somebody to uh, potty train it, housebreak it, or if you're trying to get a dog ready for the field, Matt Peel is the trainer that I would send my dog to. He's, I, I follow him on Instagram. Just watch him for a little bit. It's amazing the thing that he has some of the dogs doing. Um, and, you know, he doesn't sugarcoat how he does it. It's, uh, it's kinda, he's kind of got an old-school trainer mentality, and uh, he puts out some fantastic dogs from start to finish. So um, if, you, if you're looking to send your dog somewhere, if you're looking for a new puppy, or if maybe you've just hit a, a roadblock in your training and you need somebody to talk to, Matt Peel's the man. So go check him out at Goose Creek Retrievers. We're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. They've got a new blend out, the Missouri Boat Ride. It's a nice medium blend. Uh, it's fantastic. I like the high velocity personally because I'm a I'm a caffeine guy, but Dirty Duck Coffee, it's the way I start my morning every single day with a cup of the duck because my coffee does not suck. I drink Dirty Duck Coffee. They've also got some sweet-looking swag out, so if you're wanting to represent the duck, go to their website, Dirty Duck Coffee, and... Uh, get it headed your way but dirty duck coffee it's the way i start my morning out here every single day uh dirtyduckcoffee.com we're also brought to you by gun dog outdoors keep your pooch safe and secure with the patented quick release system i use it every day on lou um no matter you know what we're doing i strap his big ass in and he does not move until i want him to so it's a nice safety measure whether your dog is one that likes to uh, go when the shot is called or not, you know, all it takes is one accident. The quick release system, slap it onto the collar, and that dog doesn't get to go anywhere until you, uh, until you say so. Um, they've also got a field trauma kit that I think every hunting blind and every pickup needs. Go to gundogoutdoors.com. Um, they've also, they're proud to introduce a new training bumper. It's time to start getting your dog out there training, getting some of the rust off, getting them back in shape. And uh, basically, if, 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 if it comes to your four-legged friend, Gundog Outdoors is the company to go check out because they've got some great, great, great products for your four-legged hunting buddy. Go check them out, gundogoutdoors.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Duck. Four people, best day frame. Uh, they've got the best spinners out there. Waterproof, you don't have to worry about it. If, if, you're, if your spinner takes a... Takes a dive in the water, you just pull it out and keeps on a ticking. They've also got uh, a fantastic new dog kennel for the big boys like Luke. LuckyDuck.com. It's five-star crash test rated, so you don't have to worry about anything happening to your buddy that's back there. Put them in the put them in the crate. Away you go. This podcast is also brought to you by the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. Uh, they're up on Patreon now, so. You pay uh, a little little premium fee each month, and then you get to listen. The bourbon reviews are free for everybody. They come out on iTunes and Spotify and all that all that good stuff. But they are back, boys and girls. You know, everybody put enough pressure on them. 
They had to come out of retirement. So the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast is back. They're up on Patreon. Uh, you go through Patreon, pay your monthly subscription, and then you get uh, premium access to all of the all the good things going on with Logan and Reb. Had the pleasure of hanging out with him all weekend at the at the Squad Fest. It's a very he's, it's a very good time. He's very entertaining. I highly recommend you checking out the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast on Patreon. And we've got a giveaway with them. So you listen to them on Patreon. Here in a couple episodes, they will release uh, the details. There will be a code word. You will comment that code word into their Patreon site. And that is how we're going to pick a winner for a six-person goose hunt giveaway. How many days is it? Two days? It's two days. Six people, two days, lodging and meals. Come in two morning goose hunts. Get a hunt with the world-famous Andy Shaver and get a see. Jeff Stanfield. So go check them out, like uh, Looking Glass Duck Club podcast, and it's on uh, it's on the Patreon site. This podcast finally brought, brought to you by Eyesight Drones, which we have pipeline inspections, wind turbine inspections, well pad inspections, power line inspections, solar panel inspections. So if you have anything in the outdoor business, outdoor stuff, oil related, construction, farming, they can take care of you. They support drain tile survey, do stand counts, ranch land inspections, severe weather inspections, livestock counts, and watershed mapping. Folks, it's 2021, and drones are part of our world. Eyesight drones can do it all. Construction, farming, ranching, oil, every industry can use it. It's so much easier and quicker, and they can get stuff done. They can do 3D modeling, volumetrics, aerial site mapping, and job site monitoring, and that's Eyesight Drones. And that's EyesightDrones.com takes the guesswork out of everything. You just call them, and they tell you everything about your land that you need to know. Eyesight Drone Service. We're happy to have them on board. That's all of them. This, uh, this episode. Whoa, 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 whoa. We forgot about Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Oh, Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Look us up at stanfieldhunting.com. Okay. Now that's all of them. Yep. Man, what a plug for your own company. Been in business almost 30 years. Dove season's coming up. If you still need a place to go this September or October. Give us a holler. Come in October. We're sold out in September. Come in October. We're sold out in September. If you need a goose hunt, better get a hold of Jeff pretty quick because those dates are also filling up. Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. All right. This episode, it is the Dive Bomb Squad Fest. We had our equipment up there. We were recording podcasts. We were bringing people in the the, uh, booth with us. We talked to a bunch of different people. It was a great time at Squad Fest. They put on a hell of an event. Uh, we talked to uh, Nick Costas from Split Read, Cade Tricky. We talked to Stefan, Stefan from uh, Pacific. Don't try to get me to pronounce his last name. Uh, we talked to Goose Creek, uh, not Goose Creek, uh, Cadillac Creek guys. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Talked to Cody Stokes, the owner of Dive Bomb, a bunch of other guys in there. So uh, it was a great, great weekend. It was great seeing everybody out there supporting Dive Bomb and uh, kind of getting back to normal after COVID. It's good to see. We were excited to be there. I think it's a great episode. I was, you know, there's some there's some drunk rambling in there, and then there's also some sober thoughts. So you'll just have to decipher and pick which is which. But it was a great time, and uh, hopefully you enjoy this episode. Here we go.
Uh, we'll just get rolling. K Tricky, we're what at up? the dive bomb. We're, we're, yeah, you can you can be my monitor. I like to. Are we live? Uh, yeah, we're we're rolling right now. Wear whatever you want, Jeff. Got Josh Stoner, K Tricky. How's it going, bud? How's it going, gentlemen? It's going good. good. It's nice to see y'all without camouflage on. K looks like a new kid. A little different, huh? A little bit longer hair. This a little time. bit longer hair. Not grow, not Josh's grow. hair. No. no, I think I, I picked the wrong my... time of the year to have long hair. Yeah, that's no <laughs> shit. I thought about shaving my beard off, but. I'm going to try to make it till the fall, but I don't know if it'll make it. Nah, I tell you what I've not. noticed here is that you used to be able to pick bikers out of a club. If you went somewhere, you could say, that guy's a fucking biker. <laughs> waterfowl hunters, if they got a beard and something that says sick on it, it's a waterfowl hunter. And they are <laughs> here right. by the thousands, it looks like it's going to be this weekend. That's true. They How, only had, what, two buses rolling so far? So far, two buses, and they've been getting off. It looks like a uh, the, Robin, the Robertsons are here somewhere. I'm looking for Uncle Sida. Everybody, everybody looks... Ducky. Well, no, not, not just like a maids. Like they get out, their phones are out. They're excited to be here. Oh well, it's only God. been a year and a half since I, anything like since this has anything happened. Since anything like this has ever happened. And you guys are the first to pull it off. So, so Kate, as, cool. as the spokesman for Dive Bomb, <laughs> have you had a lot of work getting this together that you've had to do? I wouldn't. I haven't had as much to do with it as Kyle and Forrest. What are you in charge uh, of? So if we got a complaint, we'll know where to go. Man, I'm in charge of all of the pictures and the videos and a bunch of the small stuff behind the scenes. Like what stuff behind the scenes? Just a bunch of bullshit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bullshit. Every place has a bunch of that. Yeah. And you're in charge of it, huh? I don't really know what I'm in charge of. I'll just wait till somebody tells me to do something. That's easy enough. You just it. get a camera and you roll. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. When, when's your first trip you get to go in in August? Are you going to shoot Big Geese uh, somewhere? I don't know if we're going to do Big Geese in August. September 1st for sure will be the opener. I don't know if we'll have anything before that. We'll do uh, – I know we've got uh, – what's it called? Game fair in August, um, but that's not hunting. I think our first hunt will probably be September first, though. We'll be at game fair. What's your What's your prediction? Now they're saying now there's talks that uh, if you get the COVID vaccination, you could sneak across the border. You think they think that's going to be? I think that's a, a possibility. A I don't green know, light man. on that, or what do you think? I hope so. I mean, I'm not vaccinated. I don't really have plans on being that way. But if, if that's what it takes to get to Canada, so you would take the shot if you got across the border. Well, for me, I, I mean, it's kind of. It's for dive bomb for my job, so yeah, if that's what it comes to, I guess I'll get it. But if Jeff could say you a fake card that says that you had it, <laughs> actually, <laughs> okay, that's fine. Think about getting into that business. It's like the fake ID, but fake. Well, you know what? It's not even. It's not even a government type deal. It's just a piece of paper. There's no watermark on it. There's yeah. nothing on it. It's just a piece of paper. I'm yeah, sure. Maybe one. I'll sign it. <laughs> if you know somebody that works in the medical field, you can probably get one. Like, hey, yeah. here's a hundred bucks. Bring one home. Or somebody with a half ass shitty printer. They yeah, can, no kidding. They can get you. Across. But that's, that's what I was thinking. Would be like a social security card or something. If you got caught doing that, that'd be a big fucking deal. Well, shit, even a social card. There ain't nothing to it. It's a blue piece of paper. What if you right. just identify as vaccinated? That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am a man, and I—I I know I look like a bulldog, but I am a man. I have a and, penis, and yeah. I'm vaccinated. Yes. <laughs> so yes, you can—you can damn sure go. Again. I identify as he/him vaccinated. Right. <laughs> Who, what, what's your prediction? So we got—we uh, got a two-man tonight. Are you bowling in any contest no, this weekend? I don't Nothing. Think so you're just working. Yeah. It wouldn't look good for him to win. Yeah. I wouldn't even get close to winning. I you're thought about doing it just guy. for shits and gigs, but. I mean, apparently you don't have to even sign up. It's just get out there. So if somebody hands me up. a duck call in the right moment, I might do it. Really? I don't know. So what's your predictions? Who do you think takes the goose? Who do you think Man, takes I the duck? I don't have any idea. I'm not a, I'm not well enough into the calling world to really know, but um, I've heard a few names. Tim Grounds is obviously competing. So I think Hunter. He's Hunter. Gonna, Hunter. Hunter. Sorry. Sorry, Hunter. Yeah. 
are putting on a hell of a contest if you got Tim. If you got Tim here, yeah, there'll be people lined up around the block, not for to see your decoys, but to see how you pulled that off. Yes, maybe maybe one day in a in a later life we can do that one. So so Hunter's your pick. Yeah, I mean for goose, I I think that's a pretty safe pick for not knowing anybody. He can rip. I mean, there's no doubt about about it. Is he blowing in the duck also? I don't know. I think the duck, um, the two man duck, Corey. Um, Nickham and his brother are blowing together. I think they've got yeah. a good shot at it. Now, that's tonight. We're doing this first yeah. day. Like, yeah. we just opened the doors. So. Yeah, so I think they've got Two a good shot tonight. at, at that's winning during the first the dinner? one. dinner? Is that during the dinner? I think so, right around the same time. Or, yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't get me lying. I don't know. I don't know. Shit, you work here. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to see everything, though. Like yeah, it, it is. It's it feels nice like, it's, it feels like the, we're getting kind of back to normal. Yeah, so. seeing all the familiar faces in a different setting. Now, do you that's have right. an office here? No, I don't. I do everything remotely for my job. Um, That's not bad. You know, other other than this type of stuff, but on the normal a normal day during the off season, I'm at home working from computer and from the phone. So, how many actual hours do you put in a week for dive bomb? I have no idea. I mean, we a forty hour guy, or we? I mean, we work eight days a week. So, (laughs) so so you're putting in twelve hours a day every day. I mean, I'm putting you on the spot here. It kind of depends on the day and what we're doing and stuff, but. It's definitely a full-time job. There ain't no doubt about that. Well, like waterfowl season, you put in a lot more hours. Than Absolutely. You are in July well, waterfowl right. season, it's seven days every hour. Yeah. I mean, 90, 90 days a week straight or yeah. whatever. You sleep for yeah. two hours, and then you wake yeah. up and get back exactly. to work. Hit the, hit the road or get on a plane and mm-hmm. end up somewhere new. Well, it looks like this is going to be a very successful event. Yeah, man, oh, yeah. I, I really think. So I've got to ask you, you're, you're a hard you, – you've gone you've, – I've seen you on Facebook a couple times. You're a hard – take a hard stance on reaping turkeys oh man so let's let's hear it what's the so what's what's your big knock against it you know what is reaping turkeys it's for where you take crawling a, behind a, a fan. fan so oh, like okay you know you're not you don't like that man we could we could get into this and i could probably talk for a long time about Go ahead. it but uh to I put it shortly it. man i just i was the way i was raised in turkey hunting it's always been you know i was i've been turkey hunting since before i ever thought about a duck you know i was I wasn't raised waterfowl hunting. I was raised turkey hunting. Right. So that's kind of my – it's um, special to me. It's more than just shooting a turkey and all that stuff. But to me, man, um, reaping turkeys, it just kind of – and I'm not hating on anybody that does it. You know, it's – we're all trying to kill a turkey at the end of the day. But to me, crawling behind a fan and, um, you know, seeing one from the truck, getting out with a fan and crawling up to him and shooting him, it just kind of cheapens the whole sport of it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fair enough. You know, it's – kind of similar to how a waterfowler may view shooting a roost in my opinion right. maybe not yeah. as as big of a deal um but to me it just uh you know like whenever i kill a turkey i feel like i've worked for it and i've earned it and so you feel like I'm, it's like a cheat code whenever basically. i get to come across yeah. one and kill him I'm, I'm super thankful for it and you know it, it means a lot to me but i feel like a lot of guys that um hunt that way and like i said i'm not trying to hate on anybody or or spreading that. We're really negativity. talking around this here you're talking but, in a circle son man so. i just i just get to the point you I think just, it's bad yeah, I don't, I'm okay. not for it's it. It's not your style. It's no. not. To me, it's it's more about just killing a turkey than it is actually hunting wild right. turkeys, you know? That makes sense. So it's more of like a killing thing than it's it is. More, a- it's, to me, it's just the instant gratification of killing a, killing a gobbler. But And I know it's not always like that. I mean, right. obviously, it's hunting, so it can anything can happen. But to me, it's just very high, high success rate. Yeah. And uh, it's... I mean, in my opinion, it's okay to let the turkeys win every once in a while. And to me, like... And I'm not going to say... If I sit down to him and call him up, that's the only way I'm going to kill him. Because when I go to the woods, I'm there for the same reason everybody else is. I want to kill a turkey, and I'm going to do everything in my power to do it. But you're to me, the most hardcore turkey hunter I've ever seen. Like he he crossed a river statement. with no shoes on. Damn right. I mean, yeah. 
I'll do anything. Wet it socks takes. for like four hours. As far as hunting, but um, uh, to me, like uh, hunting, what's the temperature? A pack of crackers. Shit, I, and I don't even know. All he goes April. off into the woods with. He, for, he slept yeah. in your car. For to me, like turkey hunting a is, a, is a shotgun and a yelper. Yeah, you know, you go to the woods with a turkey call and a shotgun, and if you come across one, then. So you look down on the guy with the. No, fan. I don't look down I on him. I think you do. That's okay. I'm not trying to separate the pack here. We're all turkey hunters. Yeah, but you know how people it's, think it's not his style. People, people it's just look not down the on way people that, that I choose to do it's, it. It's kind of like a pass shooting a goose. You look Similar. different than a guy that decoys a goose. Yeah, that's comparable. Okay, so I so I look down at something like that. I'm like, God dang, you're just pass shooting. Yeah, I mean, so you you're to me, down. it's not it's just not what turkey hunting is meant to be. I, I get that. I'm on your side. Yeah. I just want we, yeah. we need to be clear to the people here because yeah. you don't want to be he a fence clear. sitter. I know. I just like to get it straight out. So it's not his style. Have you ever done it before, though? Never have. Honest to God, I've never reaped a turkey. See, well, there's too I many mean, snakes in my area, so I'm, I mean, a, I'm afraid to do. I'm afraid to do <laughs> the turkey re- reaping. Yeah, I mean, it, the dangerous aspect is definitely a part of. It. You know, talk, people talking about getting shot from the road and yeah. stuff. That's mm-hmm. definitely a part of it. But the way I see, I don't focus so much on that. I mean, sure, it's dangerous, but I'm gonna say most of the time, it's you're doing it in a place where it's not. You know, it's a least field or a permission field where you ain't got to worry about anything like that so to me the the dangerous aspect of it isn't as much of a big deal as it is just um respecting the respecting the resource a little bit and um giving them a fair chance because basically in the way i view it a gobbler has one weakness mm-hmm. and that's another strutting gobbler, gobbler. Right. um so whenever you crawl into the field with a with a fan like that he's either got two options he can either tuck his tail and run or he's gonna his natural instincts are gonna take over and he's gonna come try to hold his ground so basically you're using his only weakness to bring him to you instead of hunting yep. him um but you know that's just you, the way i view it you cleared it up i like i said i hadn't got to do it there's too many rattlesnakes and i'm not you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna be crawling i'm on my sure belly it's and a rattlesnake. there ain't no doubt about that i'm just too fat to do it anyway i can't <laughs> crawl around i think like i just that. got yeah. too much respect for him to do it yeah i think i'd have to use a cow to hide behind a cow so those big ass umbrella fans that they <laughs> use that's oh, what jeff yeah. needs do you have a good hunt which one? A good season now. Yeah, Your I turkey did. season was a good season. Best spring I've ever had. That's there crazy because we had the worst spring in Oklahoma and Kansas. They were goofy. Our birds were really, really yeah. goofy. Like Josh came. It was the twentieth yeah. of April. No, it was before that. I think your last. I think your last hunt was the nineteenth, nineteenth, twentieth. Anyway, like all, I killed. I don't know how many turkeys we killed, but not one time did I have a gobbler that was like fired up Same. and coming yeah. to my decoys. Yeah. Like we caught a lot exactly, of them kind yeah. of passing. Mm-hmm. There was one hunt that we did. There were three gobblers by themselves, no hens, middle of the afternoon. See them out in the field, and like nothing. Yeah, no response at all. It's so. the same story in Arkansas. We usually. Like, growing up, I remember turkey hunting on Easter, like, early in spring, mm-hmm. or early in April, um, and this year, they bumped, we didn't open until April 19th, so it was damn near summertime in Arkansas by the time our season opened, so our turkeys weren't in any kind of spring turkey mood, they were, I, uh, this is honest, honest to God truth, I hunted every day of Arkansas season and heard three gobbles. Wow. Um, two of them were open in the morning, I ended up killing both my birds in Arkansas, neither one of them neither one of them ever thought about gobbling um it was just kind of it was different than what i've ever different uh i don't know it was later in the season the birds acted not like turkeys but anytime i'm able to hunt them i'm thankful for it but um overall it was a good spring you know i got to hunt four five hundred five states and killed in four of them um killed five this spring and i think i saw nine or ten die so definitely nothing worth complaining about you guys were up in what was it wyoming 
Oh yeah, shit! Colorado, uh, Colorado yep. Up in the mountains yep. Went and that. killed my first Merriams cool. this year, dude. That was that honestly awesome. that was probably the coolest hunting I've ever done in my life. It was just cool being in the mountains hunting different birds, you know. Yeah. Seeing new ground, I love that. That's my favorite thing about spring is just getting on the road and seeing new ground. So, where's your favorite waterfowl? We might ask you on the podcast. Where's your favorite waterfowl place to go to? In the places that you've been with dive bombs, mm. can't say Arkansas because that's like your favorite home. place I would go back to, yeah. like or. Man, it's a tough one. My favorite story is you talking about eating the. We talked about that on the brand, the brand sandwiches. We talked about that when he was on with us. I was watching Alone today, and they were. Yeah. In, but you know what I'm thinking? Well, if he just had some brand. If he had him a brand, boy, would be good. <laughs> <laughs> you can eat just about any part of him. I can tell you that. How, how old are you, Kate? Twenty. Twenty years old. Yes, sir. You've, to, you've traveled. How many states have you been to now? Man, I have no idea. I was trying to calculate calculate it up the other day. I think we hit like. Um, 17 or 18 last season. How'd you get in with Asher in the first place? Actually, I met Asher not through Dive Bomb. I actually met him through a family friend, a mutual friend. So his um, his sister married a guy from my hometown that I knew per- previously. So I kind of met him through there. And uh, that was early in my photography. I was just kind of getting started in that and doing my own little thing on Instagram and taking pictures. And um, Me and Asher were friends for a couple of years. We hunted a couple of times a year. And then... When I graduated high school, um, I was working for a duck call shop there in um, Arkansas and did that for a little while. And then Dive Bomb was to the point where they had Nick and they were needing another guy for the road that could, you know, hang. And uh, they gave me the shot and I took it. And it's been downhill since then, man. There's not a lot of people that I really think, you know, I'm jealous. I wish I had his life. <laughs> but for a 20-year-old kid, I, mean, I say kid, I know you're not a kid, but yeah, when, yeah. You, when, you, when you're 31 like I am, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous. You got a cool life. I'm blessed, man. You're I, very, very, very blessed. I don't deserve it. I don't know about that. You're a good guy. I like you. Well, too. I don't think anybody deserves to hunt for a living. And, well, who have you been that's talking a different to? That's, like, that's yeah. why people tell me that I shit mean, all the time. I don't mean deserve it, but I mean be handed. You're very blessed to be, get to do be, what you do. Right. They have the doors open that I've had yep. open for me. Right. It's just, it's nothing but a blessing. You had all the right keys for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's I'm all a, about who you know. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer, though, and you make a lot of your own breaks. And you're very, and you're a fun person to be around. You're respectful. You have fun though. You're not boring to be around, and you got a good person. Oh, yeah. And you do what you need to have good work. So I appreciate. I that. think you got a very good future ahead of you, and I'm very proud that I'm your friend and know you. And <laughs> just just keep be nice and use a slimmer looking pictures when you take one of me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Little Photoshop yeah, on Jeff. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna let you get out of here, Kay. Man, I appreciate People are pulling that. Up. I gotta get out we'll, of here, and uh, we'll talk to you again. We'll get some video the, at our vendors. The but I appreciate y'all having me on. You're gonna give me that sign, right? Yep. Okay. Good. <laughs> I got you, Jeff. All right. <laughs> See y'all, boys. See, See you, Kay. Kay, tricky. Excuse me. What was that? All right, we got uh, Stefan Shufflebine. <laughs> the brains behind. Pacific game calls with us. You're the number, the number confident number three, potentially number two. Oh, over of the Trevor shop. Austin in a heartbeat. <laughs> like I told you, most of the time that you guys, obviously, when you guys do your podcast, he's at the shop. But yeah, so is, is that's about it. Is Trevor Bennett? Is he your assistant? <sighs> I don't. Man, Trevor Bennett is my nemesis. If there's anything or any person in the hunting industry or even just in my life that I want to hit more than anything, it's fucking Trevor Bennett. I think if they, if we had a list right now that he would be number one on a lot of people's lists maybe. 
Oh, fuck. Yeah, it would be. Are you kidding me? Have you seen that kid on Instagram? God. What'd he call me? I called him after all his little shenanigans. And I'm like, you're an idiot. All these little shenanigans he does on the internet. I call him, I go, what are you doing this? You're an idiot. But that's usually how our conversations go. But he goes, I'm trending. (laughs) Andy, mute everybody's microphone, but here's real quick. Let me see what happens. I'm trending. No, mute everybody. Everybody. uh, Yes, can you hear me? Oh, just for okay. Well, y'all keep talking, and I'll play with some things. Okay. Hey, there's just a lot here. You listen. No, no, no go ahead. Okay. Just a lot going on. There's yeah. a lot of background. Just trying to get all the sound down. This yeah. is new okay. for us. Go ahead. Um, so on Instagram, what does he do? Oh, like you don't know what he does on Instagram. You're good at this. I don't I, follow him. <laughs> well, I mean, I think Trevor Bennett just pokes the bear all the time. So he runs his mouth a lot. Absolutely. Okay, there you go. Quite literally. I hope this whole podcast talk right here is literally about how much Trevor Bennett runs his mouth. Because I could spend hours doing this. I have to deal with him all weekend. So he threw a fucking dart at you last night at a bar. Uh-huh. It hit you. Yes. Yeah. No, I have. I will have a scar. I would. <laughs> a I mean, scar. <laughs> have hey, a scar. Hey, hey, I'll have a scar. That's a big one. You see it. You saw it. What are you laughing about? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was assaulted last night with a dart. Assaulted. At the bar. By one Trevor Bennett. I'm not going to press charges because we've been we've known each other long enough. But I'm going to put a dart in that kid's fucking chest tonight. Oh, no, don't do that because if something happened, you nicked his something bad. Get him in the fucking ass or some shit. <sighs> Did you take that life insurance policy out on him? I'm thinking about it because sh- if I was taking a Deadpool right now, I might have him. You know, that, that would be exa- that's exactly who a I would. Deadpool? Put it on. You're yeah. putting you're putting no. Bennett on the Deadpool? No, I just he. he he runs He's his mouth get- a lot for someone that's not really big. He doesn't look like he physically is going to whoop anybody's ass. No, not at all. Look at him. Yeah. He's a fucking string bean. <laughs> He's fucking God, man. And I mean, obviously seeing him, knowing him from when he was super young to now, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but he's matured. <laughs> but no, I mean, I guess it comes with the territory. I mean, obviously, you guys have done this forever. I mean, guys, for so long that you probably got into waterfowl when you were young, young. Mm-hmm. I didn't get into it until I was 21. So I've only had a decade of it, right? I came into it older, and obviously, being growing up with Trevor Austin, you know, I guess I got lucked into this shit. I mean, fuck yeah, I got lucked into this <laughs> shit. So, but to see, I guess, a kid. With that much exposure, and God, I only want to give Trevor Bennett a compliment that he is a killer, you know what I mean? In the good sense of it, not, you know, actually takes it serious. Right. Yeah, I guess it could go to your head, but fuck, dude, he is not, like, God. I mean, he's just, uh. You got a case of diarrhea of the mouth. All the time. Oh, yeah, and he always tries, it's only when I'm around is what he tells you. It's only when you're around, Stefan. That's how he sounds, as we all know. But it's not true. It's not me. It's fucking him. Well, now, let's talk about you for a minute. So, you're a single man now, right? Yes, sir, I am. But you dated a girl for a while, and you paid all of her bills. Oh, my God. Now, right? That was years ago. Yes, you are yeah. right. And she not only screwed you out of stuff, but she did your buddy, Trevor. Oh, yeah, and my family. It was great. Was, it was great. Uh, why Did you not do any kind of, like, uh, I had no background cl- check? Or? I had no clue. I mean, I think it's easy to, be, to not believe something like that would be going on when you're looking at that person, right? You're like, fuck. You know, like, I've been, it was three years of dating that girl. 
then you just you trust people. I mean, and it's easy to be manipulated, I think, in that sense. But yeah, no, that was awesome. I'm happy you brought that back up. I thought <laughs> well, that I was just, just something we were going to talk about at dinner last night. But <laughs> no, you thought, hey, put a fucking microphone in Stefan's face and let's bring up his personal well, when, life. What else do you want to know? When, but when we were, I was just confused afterward because you seem like a smart guy. I mean, you've realized you've realized Trevor Bennett's a dickhead, right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, but this girl, for three years, took advantage of you. Yes. And you just seem like a really nice guy, and I just kind of surprised I think, me. Yeah. I, it was just I just was like, fuck, you believe it, right? So, but I'm really stoked. To well, be there's nobody else within 50 feet of us that's ever had this happen, so I'm just curious. <laughs> no, but yeah, you live in, obviously, right? You live and you learn. Yeah. And now that I'm a adult, the ripe age of 31. I got this all sorted out, I think. I know what I want now. <laughs> Somebody not take advantage of you. And, and not to hang out with a 20-year-old. Yeah. I, fuck you. Oh, my God. Yeah, in most faucets of life, it's not really... I'm just looking over there, and I looked at it. It just bothered me already. So, so what exactly do you do at Pacific? So, I've been... So, at PC, I would say, and they will attest to this, I am the glue, okay? I, uh... Well, so when I first started there, it was about four years ago, right before we really, really, really ramped up. I mean, if you can see how we've gone from a garage to a 1,000 square foot shop to the 2,300, 2,500 we're in now, to the new shop we're building, it's just been phenomenal, right? So when I first moved to Spokane, I uh, came and I worked there full time, which I guess I still do, but I also have my other inspector job that I do as well. So I may... That's the job where the woman tried to get Okay. Now, that's the job where the lady tried to seduce you while you were doing the job. She put those screws in my hands, man, and I wanted to put the bolts in her, too, but I didn't fucking do it. <laughs> no, because I was a good person at that time. Looking back, yeah. But, but anyways, yeah. So, uh, at PC, I mean, I would say we've learned, I mean, so much trial and error on, say, like, the way we finish calls and stuff. It's like, I got to be there in the beginning of all that. And now, you can even ask Trevor Shanahan, too, who's he call and say, hey, I want Stefan to finish my calls. We definitely have, uh, uh, how would I put it? I mean, we go from everywhere, right? The bottom to the top of every sort of call that we manufacture. But there's certain that need that more attention, and I do feel, and I take pride in being able to work with those wood calls and do that. I mean, it's definitely a nice for me to be able to come back from being a home inspector, which I just tell someone to fix it, to get to actually use my hands again. So, I mean... God, what am I? I'm the glue. I'm the coordinator of everything. I'm telling you. <laughs> Alex told me that you're the most important person there. Did he really? Yeah. Well, I would make you. Do I seem you, like the you kind of guy that the, would make shit up. That's absolutely, one hundred percent. You seem like that kind of guy. Well, so I'm not really sure how to take any of it. You had gone to the bathroom. They didn't want to give you a compliment in front of you because they knew your head would explode. Oh. But they were Are like, you talking he, about Trevor right now?" Because yeah, we know Trevor's head's real estate agent. That he's one of the most important guys in our shop. He said the most important, Alex said, when, other than me, he's the most important person at this place. You know, you I, got a tear in your eye right now. It's coming up. Sweat. sweat. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I feel I'm about to be like, yeah, I am. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, not only do I work there, do the stuff, do, and then, you know, I do everything all the other guys do. We have a really good crew of guys that work there, and we're really getting, you know, because we're growing so much. But... When it comes down to being able just to get shit done, I think that's what they... Listen to me, I'm bragging about myself, and I like You this. are. Uh, yeah, you gotta, no, I get shit done. 
when they need it, we get shit done. Like our orders, when it's going to be late and all that shit, we're like, come do a show like this. It's like, fuck. Y'all were burning the midnight oil. Austin oh. was Austin was sending me videos. I guess he had just walked in right towards the end. And Oh, yeah. No, it's a typical Trevor thing. Comes towards the end. He wants, he wants all the glory. And I get it. Hey, if I was the face, too, I would. <laughs> but somehow, wait, I'll be the face one day. That's right. But, no, I mean, like I said, I love it there. I mean, I've been there for over four years. So... So, so you guys make other calls for different out, for different call makers? Yes. Are you not supposed to say that? Are you not supposed I to say know. that on air? You don't know, so. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we we'll, made, I mean, I think I think with anything when it comes down to it, most call makers that you see, oh fuck. Most of, I mean, I don't think all of them have CNC machines. You know what I mean? Right, right, like, right, right. Because right, right. right now we're about to have, we will have five CNC machines in two lays. I don't yeah, I think mean, that's uncommon. I think you're, what you're saying is exactly right. I think most right. people do it that there's, way. There's a lot of cut guys that, that turn calls and do things for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, really, you know, I would say on that level, I would, I mean, Pacific Calls, I mean, we're probably one of the larger manufacturers in that sense of game calls. So, so what do you do? Do they send you the di- dimensions of what they're wanting? <laughs> so, yes, they do. And I'll tell you right now, that is definitely the – we have a really good kid named Spencer that works there, too, our CAD kid, and then we have Jurgis for that. Those guys, it's like Rain Man. You know, it's just, it's just great how they think in that sense. And, yeah, so we map it all out, throw it program in the machine, and then I would say I'm definitely more on the side of finishing it, making it look good, getting it out kind of thing. Right. So, but, yeah, I mean, that's – yeah, I was supposed to say all that. I don't think that you're speaking out of school here, though. I mean, you're no. not naming any companies. No, no, I could – I could name a few, but we're not gonna. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the amount that goes out of that shop with the four or five of us is insane. That's I mean, what you want, though. I mean, that, that speaks highly of y'all. Y'all put out a good product. Oh, I, I, I would say that literally, if something happens, you send it back, we'll fix it all. You know what I mean? Like, we are, I think we hold ourselves to that standard, and I think a lot of that really has to come from Jurgis. I mean, that guy's a goddamn perfectionist. The guy has three kids and a wife, and she works full-time, and his ass is there more than any person. Like, I'll give him that. It's kind of like me at the lodge. My I God, I'm there all the time. so heavily, and I'm sure you're there all the time doing fuck all. What, what, that hurts my feelings. I took up for you. And How much of Trevor this stuff Bennett did you pack up whenever, it was, time to, whenever oh, it was time to come? I took up for you. I know. I mean, You said a lot of things to me in the short time we've known each other. Can I just I, make that clear? You got a super trooper. Here comes your buddy right now. Oh. I fucking can't stand that kid. <laughs> you got a long trip with him. Bad. Oh, you know what he asked me to? You see those sleeves off? He goes, Stefan, will you cut my sleeves off? You just do it so good. <laughs> fucking child. Y'all do live on the east, the west coast, you know. Y'all could be cohabiting. Oh, yeah, that's totally fine. It's Washington State, buddy. <laughs> yeah, in Oregon. He lives in fucking Oregon. That's the, oh, and here we go. Big Trevor's here too now. And Big Trevor looks like the kind of guy that you'd want to work for, though. He is very nervous, Austin. He is very nervous. I wasn't gonna say. I, I I'll give you a shout out. I already gave Jurgis a good one. I ain't giving him no shout out. <laughs> That guy's head's gonna fucking. He's about to tip over. How big that head is. So what? What? What's the future for? What's What's the future here for you? For me as a person, or with Pacific Calls? Well, we'll go both because as a person, I could probably really dive into some personal stuff. So go ahead, and tell us what you're. <laughs> okay. So I mean, what's really hard actually is kind of like 
almost a crossroads that I am with because my uh, my inspection business is I'm so busy. I, I could just, I mean, especially with this real estate market, I'm sure everywhere in the country, I mean, I, I, I could just do that. But I just have this like, I love the shop as much as I say I hate it. I just don't think I'll ever not work there. I think that no matter what, regardless of even if I'm doing five inspections every day, I will forever be there. I mean, also because, I mean, those guys are my best friends. When I came to Spokane, how much they did for me to give me a place to work was huge, right? Where'd you from? I'm from, the. I'm actually, me and Trevor went to uh, junior high together, so I'm from Bothell, same place as Trev. But I had just left and lived in New Zealand for a year, and then I got off the plane, got to Seattle, and I was like, fuck people. <laughs> so, I think we can all agree what'd on you do that. What'd you do in New Zealand? Fuck, man. Uh, went down there, I just brought six fishing rods, and lived So you a, just, you went down there willy-nilly? Yeah. My buddy was in Australia. He met me there. I was just over this shit. I was just over everything. The monotony of life and the same same stuff. Like, I mean, you can only go out to a bar with your friends so much because I was 25, right? It's the right. same shit. Old fucker, yep. It's old. Yeah. And, and I lived on Western Washington. Trev had moved over here, so all my friends, I'd only been hunting a few years, you know. So I'd be gone every weekend, but none of my friends that hunted were over there. So it was just kind of like, I was fucking over it. So I went to New Zealand for a year, brought six fishing rods, came back with six, seven, eight fishing rods and uh, I mean literally I just went down there fished every river we could built a bed in the back of our Subaru and then fucking landed <laughs> there was a hunting and fishing lodge in the South Alps and it was by three of the best fly fishing rivers you know whatever for trout and they were like hey my buddy got hired on there as a waiter and they're like hey we need a groundskeeper but only for like three weeks so I was like oh fuck I'll do that so I go there and they actually extended my visa and had me stay for five months down there because I, I can fucking say this. In America, we work hard. We don't need to be told to work hard, and we figure shit out. Right. Those fuckers. I had one guy I was doing steel stuff down there, and he goes, ah, fuck, man, slow down. What are we going to do tomorrow? <laughs> so, or they have a thermometer up, gets over fucking 32 degrees Celsius. We're probably not fucking working today. How hot is 32 degrees Celsius? It'd be like 100. 100? It is hot. Yeah. So, but, but you keep going in America. You don't just stop. What? In America, you don't. You, you keep working. You don't that, just stop because you got hot. That's goddamn right. Listen. That's right. Going. America. Jesus. Donald Trump, baby. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, can't trust anybody. Can't trust the government. Come on. What are you saying? <laughs> don't even get me fucking started on that. The man. Fuck no. But... Um, <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, so I went and did that, and I got this job in it, at that hunting and fishing lodge, and it was just fucking stupid, you know, to be able to get that experience. Like, I, I mean, Americans were paying like $2,000 a night to come down there, and I got to just be like the groundskeeper, the maintenance man, the auxiliary, auxiliary, auxiliary fishing guide, and it was just fucking, it was just phenomenal. But like I said, I got back, and I was like, fuck these people. So then I moved over here, and then now I live in Spokane, and I've been there for over four years, and or five years, and I don't see myself ever leaving over there. So when you were in New Zealand, you fished, yes, and sir. you worked doing around there. Did you like New Zealand that? <sighs> Fucking loved it. Did you? So did you go back? I would live there. Why don't Why did Why did, Why don't you go back? Like why did you come back? Because my grandma called me and said she missed me. Oh, right. To be totally honest, my visa came up and I could have extended it, but my grandma was like, oh, I just hadn't seen you. Grandma's old. Yeah. So, well, she's still around. Fuck. 
Because you think she come maybe. home and she's going to die? Yeah, well, I thought maybe that's what she was telling me. <laughs> but, you know, honestly, family. And honestly, I didn't really. So I went down there and I just fish, 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 because that's what you should do. I know that they have killer goose hunting down there, but I don't really know any of those people, and I just fished. You can fish anywhere. So I remember in November, Trevor was just sending me pictures like such an ass. And I was like, man, I want to come. I almost flew back halfway through just to come home for Thanksgiving to go hunt. So not being able to do that there, which I know you can, but I just didn't know the people. But I would go back in a heartbeat. I mean, the place is, it's cool. I, w I wasn't born in, I wasn't alive in the 50s, but I would equivalent. I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. I would equivalent to being like 1950s. I mean, like there's a clothesline. Half the people don't have dryers, stuff like that. Just small kind of communities. You know, everyone has their own dairy and all that stuff. It was just really cool. It was very, you know, I don't know. I just walked it. I loved it, honestly. And I felt, nah, I missed America. I did. You did? Oh. Miss the red, white, and blue? Hell yeah. Stars and stripes? Oh, I did. I did. I mean, their, their flag's red, white, and blue, too, but it's not as good as Yeah, ours. but it's not the same. It's, it's counterfeit. Same. But, I mean, it was really cool. And what's great is you're exotic down there. I think Washington State has the least accent of anywhere in the United States. I could be wrong, but, I mean, I think I sound normal. Do we have accents? Do we not have accents? <laughs> Do you think we... Absolutely you have accents. Are you kidding me? Have you heard me? You? I don't me? notice it. See, I don't have an accent. Right? So do I? No, I don't notice it at all. You sound like an American. So tell me about the Kiwis. Was the food good down there? Hungy. The big is, guy asked about the food, you oh, notice. Weird, right? So um, so down there, their uh, their native population, Maoris, they have the best food ever. Uh, and I could be butchering all of what I'm saying here, but so that's pretty much like we hung out with a lot of locals. I felt like that was really cool. That I didn't go do all the touristy stuff. I tried to be like cool, if you will. And we uh, hung out with this family and they made hungy, which is where you put like all your vegetables and your meat and stuff and you cook, you make a big pit, if I remember correctly, and you put coals in there and then you bury it in a burlap sack sort of thing. And it cooks and for like a day. And it, I'm, they're all gonna hate me for this because uh, I think that was right. But it was the best stuff I ever had in my life. Besides that, it's all like English food down there and English cannot fucking cook. No their, spices. Their food sucks. Oh, you wanna have fucking sauce, bangers and mash for fucking breakfast? No, I fucking really don't. Oh, and tea all the time? <laughs> I like coffee. We had a guy that has been, he's seen some shit in his lifetime. He said the best-looking prostitutes are in New Zealand. Yeah? You thought the prostitutes in New Zealand were awesome? We'll I, say women. No, I, I did not fornicate with any prostitutes <laughs> in New Zealand. We'll just say women in general in New no, Zealand. No, yeah, they are. I mean, they all have accents, which is, like, cool. A little hot? Oh. No, they're all, I mean, honestly, too, like, they all, I don't know what it is. Maybe, like, America, you see more people wearing sweatpants. If that makes sense. Right. Like down there, everybody, it's like when you go out and do anything, they're dressed to the tees or even going to the store, right? So it is like the 50s. Like people don't go to the store in their fucking pajamas. Yeah, no, like they look good. Like everyone looks like good. Like here, I mean, shit, I roll out of bed, you know, and go grocery shopping. I wouldn't do that right. there. I always felt so, oh God. And what was that thing I said? Herbs. They call them herbs. And I was explaining to my German friend down there in the grocery store and I was like, He's like, her, her. he couldn't say it. I go, man, it's herbs. And I've never seen a more offended lady from New Zealand. It is herbs. Herb. You Americans just say it that way. And I was like, oh. So. Sounds like a cool place then. 
You got if you know if you guys ever never you guys should definitely go down. There. I ain't I getting on an airplane that long. That's a long flight. Fly. What's it like? Twenty four hours? Eighteen hours? I think it was like fourteen, seventeen. That's a long fucking time. And of course, my dumb ass at time to go buy the cheapest ticket. I'm in the middle <laughs> between two dudes about the size of him over there. And uh, uh, hold on now, we're not gonna have to get personal on here, are we? We're not getting you're personal. I'm size. just saying you're a larger stature man. <laughs> and um. So I remember I just sat there, but I was so nervous. I didn't even get up once. I didn't even go to the bathroom one time that time. I was just so nervous. And then when I Why came, were you nervous? Just because it was a new adventure? Just, yeah, right? Like, because I think there's something. Leaving every, literally everything that you know. I think every person should do that because how it felt when I was at one point, I had $12 to my name. I had nowhere to stay. I was in the middle of a city I never knew, and it's not like I can call mom dad. No shit. You know, you got to figure your shit out. I'd be shitting my pants. Like, that was the best experience ever to me, to be scared. I don't think we do that enough. I think every person should be scared more often than not because it actually gets you out of your comfort zone to do stuff. Like, shit, how many people, I mean, I think Americans, I think it's like 80% that don't have passports. Don't get me wrong, America, that's huge, there's a lot to see, but we can fuck, look it up. A lot more that you appreciate it so much more when you leave. So 80% of Americans don't have passports, that's crazy. I think, I mean, yeah, look it up because that could be a bullshit number. I've been telling people for years, but I think that is how it goes. You just might as well leave mine on now. The, the thing that's crazy about it is is that that doesn't surprise me, but you're going to have someone correct you because everything we say we get corrected on anyways. But mm-hmm. I'm not surprised by that. Mm-mm. What is no. it? Hey, what is it? Are you still looking it up? I haven't used my passport. and I did too. You so have I a passport? Just, yeah, I go, I go. I travel a lot. I travel. Oh, you go to Mexico. Yeah, that's right no. there, huh? I, I haven't went abroad that much, but I've traveled all over the United States, and we've concentrated on that because of all the bullshit. There was a time in my life that I wanted to go to Italy, but I, I don't want to go there no more. Yeah. Only one-third of Americans have a valid so passport. 33%. Okay, so 66%. Yep. Damn. That's still, but, like, think about that. Porter Wagner, how you doing, bud? Look at you. The the famous Eric oh, Guggenheim. Out, you're, you're better than that. You're representing Texas here now. <laughs> Fucking Texas. <laughs> you look good, Eric. Congratulations on the getting married again. <laughs> Did you bring her with you? Oh, well, shit. You, we oh, don't want to see you. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, we'll get, get the guitar pick. Good seeing you. We'll get to talk to you later on. We'll get you on here after a while. Um, I know you're right though. Like it, it is. Like I think more and more people need to uh, get out of their comfort zone. I am not one of those people. Going to Canada to work for a year, I was like shitting my pants. Not a good deal. And, uh, but. No. I mean, you get you you push your boundaries because, like, I didn't think there was any way I could pull off being in Canada alone. Yeah, I mean, it's it's scary, and then I, right? But I did it. See, there you go. I mean, and I think too much. Like I said, too often are we just sticking with that safe option? I mean, like, shit. Even moving to Spokane sounds little, you know, just five hours away from home. But again, you're just going away from everybody. Like, and once you do it, I think people will just really. It's so much. I don't know. It's a good feeling. You got a story. You want to have a story. You want to be able to tell your kids, like, listen, yeah. little fuck. I went to New Zealand. I didn't know a soul. It was all, yeah, no. 
uh, thinking about that too. But see, now I'm over 30, so work and holiday visas are out the door, so I ain't really going too many places. I have a dog now, so I can't really leave. I'm going to tell you, when you get older, you're going to be so happy that you went and did the shit you did because there's nothing more boring than an old person that never did anything. I mean, what are you going to tell your fucking kids? Mm-hmm. I mean, even my dumb brother here, hell, he's been thrown in jail three times for fighting and shit. He's got stories to tell. But that's what you want. You don't want a lot. I've only been to jail twice, so yeah. What did you do go to jail for? Oh, what did? Well, we don't know. When I, oh man, when I was thirteen, they caught me with a bottle of Jack Daniels and fucking Swisher <laughs> Sweets, and I had been drinking K. And my dad comes to pick us up. We were playing tag at the school. And my dad comes to pick us up, and he goes, "Fucking put him in the jail cell." So that was the first put him thing. what? Put him in the cell. Let me sleep there in the night, which was the best thing ever. Because At 13? It, yeah, it made me definitely realize. Well, I mean, you know, 13, you get a bottle of Jack Daniels, and you're like, this is cool. I, to this day, do not drink Jack Daniels. It's fucking disgusting. So what's the second time you went to jail for? Oh, when I was 21, I was dumb, drank, and drove. Another. Well, that's a very costly one, too, boy. Oh, it sure was. That follows set, you the rest of your life. Set me back now that it's all, well, because now it's been over a decade since it's happened. Happened right when I turned 21. So, so when, when someone runs a criminal background check on you, it don't show up no more then? Yeah. It does still oh, show no, up. No, I'm sure it still does. Yeah, because MIPs will follow people for Isn't 30 years. It's ridiculous. What about with, with New Zealand? Oh, so I was tripping, right? I go, I'm not going to be able to get in. They don't care. I mean, you know, because, I mean, I think sounds so awful, right? A lot of people get DUIs. It is a terrible thing to do because you can't endanger people and you can take their lives. But it's a mistake that a lot of people make. And I don't, it wasn't something that really barred me from going there, you know. But I'll tell you what, when I did pack my bag, I just went camping. And I couldn't find my Glock because I was, that sounds bad too. But I was like putting my safe button up my safe and I'm like, where's my Glock? I packed my whole backpack to go to New Zealand and my Glock was in the bottom. Luckily caught it 10 minutes before I went. That would have not let me get there. I, I almost screwed up in Mexico a couple months ago. I had a, a what do you call it, a magazine? Yeah. Of a clip. I had yeah, a magazine. magazine. I had a magazine in a 9mm bullet going to Mexico. Well, they'll fucking nail your ass that shit. Oh, yeah. Just a little thing like that. You know? I know, right? They'll just berate. So I'm happy I found that, but what were we talking about? Sorry, does anyone else say that when they're on this? They say, what are we talking about? Well, you got to three oh, times. I went to jail yeah. for So it's just those two times, but not even cool jail stories, right? Like the DUI, I was doing 99 and a 40. Holy shit. And I blew a what? Oh, no, 166 bullshit, okay? I had just taken shots. Wasn't that drunk. <laughs> it's that do- the, the cop even said it. Why were you going 99 and a 40? Because man? I'm an idiot, and I was okay. 21 years old, and I just bought the car two days before. So I What thought, was the car? It was an old Audi. There was a time I went through a period in my life, you know. Uh, but, I, but I, and you know what? You know what makes it better? It was fucking Thanksgiving night. It was. My dad didn't talk to me for you know, a few days. I can imagine. You know, that's one of the top days in America for a sure cr- family violence. Oh. Mother's Day and Thanksgiving are. I believe that, yep. and you know, luckily we didn't have that. I'm happy my dad didn't talk to me. Made me realize, fuck. It was the best thing that ever happened to me getting that, honestly, being 21. Because I think I'd be like Trevor Bennett, a fucking <laughs> shithead. But because of that, you know, it, it, it was, it was, I'm, I'm happy it happened when I look back. It was a lot of money for a kid, but what can you do? So now? what's the future? Get married, have some kids, another dog. Fuck. The future. Are you and Trevor Bennett going to live together? If I talk to you in a year from now and I live with Trevor Bennett, you may slap the shit out of me. Put me out. Okay. Just put, me, put me out. Take me out to the woods, dig that hole, put the 22 to the back of my head. 
It's all good. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, so in the future, I mean, obviously just continuing with my inspections and PC. I mean, like I said, I don't think I'll ever leave. I say it so much, like, I was supposed to be gone the first of this year. Then I was going to be gone in April. Then I was gone, but I just can't. Like, and I love seeing what it's doing, and I mean... Honestly, I mean, who, what, I mean, as you guys see, what better thing can you ask for to be immersed in something that is your favorite hobby and what you live to do? Best blessing in the world. What about, now, are you, do you do all your home inspections around Spokane or do you go like to Coeur d'Alene? I go to Coeur d'Alene as well. Yeah, I do. Uh, any big celebrities that you've done? Oh, have I, done, I haven't done anybody cool yet, um, except for I do have one person coming up that apparently is a songwriter. For people down, you know, country music, as they call it now. And Dean Dillon? I don't know. Oh. I can't know his name. I've been told I can't, and I have to just deal with the agent. So I haven't done anybody that cool yet. Didn't uh, Mark Wahlberg just buy a place at Coeur d'Alene? Yes, he did. I believe he did. All the Coeur d'Alene, there's a lot of fancy people over there. That's a beautiful there. place. Oh, you've been up there? Yes. Okay, no, it's gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah, you ever been on Ponderay? No, but it's one of the prettiest places I've been to. You need to come up there. I got a place you can stay. All right, we'll see you next week. You should not ever admit do that to people that you really don't want to stay with you. Can't hear you. You can't hear me. No, you're talking uh, low. Oh, okay. You don't ever invite people that you really don't want to come stay with you because some fucker like Trevor Bennett will take you up on that shit. Fucking see, Trevor Bennett stayed on my couch before we came here, and I love it because T Dog, so big Trevor. Is like, oh, is it cool if Bennett sleeps on your couch? You go, fuck, bud, you have a guest room. <laughs> <laughs> his wife didn't want to deal with him. Well, I don't blame her. No, I don't either. And his, fucking, and his wife is a saint for the shit she deals with. <laughs> so, fuck, man. See, there's, I'm not even going to give Trevor a shout out at all, but I'll give his wife one and his business partner. <laughs> Bennett but, slept in the bathtub last night, didn't he? Trevor Bennett? Yes, yeah. he did. But, oh, don't I, What'd he say? So this morning, we get up, you know, because we had to be here, and yes, we were not here at 8.30 like we said we were going. Yeah, I noticed that. We were here. Yeah, I could see. I thought about you guys this morning. Trevor, I'm like, get up, get up. And he's like, oh, I'm I can't even do his voice. I wish you could do it better, but oh, I'm sorry. I'm not that old and don't go to bed early. <laughs> Fuck you. We went to bed at like the same time, and I just am better at this than you, obviously. So, yeah, he slept in there, and then did you guys see him this morning when we were setting up? Uh, no. no. One near, sleeping. No, no. And then now he's just walking around. Like, again, he's one of those glory kids, all fucking willy-nilly with that dumb fucking look on his face. God. And he's probably getting paid twice what you are to be here. <laughs> Fuck, you think I'm getting paid to be here? <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking crazy. No, I do it for the love of this. Oh. No, I do. I mean, I honestly, and I think I told them I wasn't going to do shows anymore. I said, I'm fucking done. I'm not coming to these things anymore. So we'll see you at Game Fair, right? Maybe. Yeah, you will. I want Game Fair is one I haven't been to yet, and I really want to go to because that sounds like one of the cooler shows. Just a lot of the different outfitters and shit that's there. Because most shows, you guys know, I mean, I swear it's just half outfitters. Right. So, yeah, I'll be at Game Fair if you guys are going to be there. Oh, we'll be there. We'll be there. Oh, fuck. In y'all's booth. In the boss booth. So. Bouncing, bouncing back and forth. Yeah, you guys are all over the show. Selling shells and selling calls. I shot those for the first time last year. 
fucking sweet. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah, they're they're rad. I yeah. mean, and like, I don't mind paying that extra for my shells. Before, I was like, oh, I'll just smoke Rios all the time. <laughs> don't get me wrong, Rios can smash. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, because yeah, yes. I think I shot, I always shot heavy shot. I loved heavy shot. I always right. did. But those boss shells are fucking Yeah, they're, they're the way to go. They're, they're definitely make a difference. Oh, I think. Big I difference. Mean, I agree. And even if it's just that placebo effect that, like, yeah. it makes yeah. me think it makes right. a difference, I'm about that, that shit. I will pay. I crushed that motherfucker. Yes. You saw that bird fold. <laughs> oh. He's like, no, I didn't. He folded. I know he folded. Oh, yeah. I yeah, know boss that. is good shit. That's another Trevor Bennett. Oh, no, I'm, I'm done. I got to stop You're done. You, you, about that. You get over the shop and go to work then over to the booth. We appreciate you being Stephen, on here, bud. we appreciate oh, you coming guys. on. No, um, I'm happy I could come on here and waste your time. Had I known that, you've been, that you were this uh, influential in the shop, we'd have had you on a long time yeah. ago. They keep you hidden away. They don't want you know. Oh, they don't want me. They're holding you down. Else. It's that super trooper stash. They're holding. Man. They're holding you back. You're right there. I cleaned it up just because I knew you guys would be here. <laughs> yeah, you look good on it. Thank you. All no, right, thank you guys. Right, go I sell some it. calls, bud. Thank you for being here, bud. My German friend. <laughs> oh, Stefan. Excellent job, bud. Yeah, okay. good job. Doing good. All right. Oh, hold on, I can't get out here. Ladies and this, gentlemen. We. I can't get out here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get out haired here, boys. <laughs> I didn't even recognize Shanahan. I was over there and I was like, "Who's that over there?" He's the all tanning, boss. He goes, That's "Looking Shanahan. good." I said, "He looks better in person." We got the world uh, <laughs> goose calling world champion Trevor Shanahan in person for the first time. We're excited to have you, Coach Steele's getting his ass chewed out by his wife right now. Her, uh, they've got a, they've got a pump. They got a pool, and I guess the pump went out. Mm -hmm. And today at lunch. It was not a good situation, was it, Jeff? It was for me. It wasn't for him. I didn't care. I've had my ass chewed out while I was eating dinner with my friends before. It's not me. I'm happy. Now, how old are you? Me? Yeah. 31, like a week or two ago. 31. Yep. My, my internet wife always yeah. corrects me all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. You're a smart, smart, smart guy. And I put my money on you to win tomorrow. Well, you're not a very smart guy then. Why? Dude, it's been rough. You still, you blow with the, you're the I, best. Has like, the year off just been that hard? So, with the style of call that I blow and the style of calling that I do, absolutely. It's like, I can take two or three months off and a day or two, I'll be good. I got about 15 routines in this last week, week and a half. And it's gotten a lot better, but it still is where I would have been starting from previously. What do you mean, what style? Like aggressive or just, just fast? The, the, the technicality. So I'm actually one of the slower callers out there. But, like, the technicality of the routine, it's everything is – because I'm so slow, I'm mm -hmm. not running stuff together. You can hear mistakes when you fuck up. more pronounced. Right. Um, and I, I blow – for my contest call, I blow kind of a medium call which I'm used to blowing a real light call for hunting. Mm -hmm. And so like, I have to build my lungs up. I think I have my lungs built up enough. Um, but the technicality of the routine, I'm not, I'm not going to half-ass a routine just right. to try and get through it clean. So it is what it is. I mean, I'll be happy with a third or fourth place. That's kind of, that's kind of what I'm looking at this week. And anything above that is just icing on the cake, honestly. My boy's going to win, I'm telling you. I got my money on it's you. It's all smoking know, mirrors man. here. Robbie, Robbie is tough. Even 
even in off times, Robbie is kind of the same as me. He doesn't have to pick up a call too often um, to half-ass get through a routine pretty well. Um, and honestly, when he blows a clean routine and I blow a clean routine as good as we can, I'd have him winning. I mean, he's he's one of the best to ever do it. And then you never know with Hunter. Like if Hunter if Hunter took this seriously, we're all calling for second. Honestly, I mean that's and and that's the way it's always been. It's like if Hunter's taking that contest seriously and practicing, everybody else is calling for second place because nobody who's ever touched a goose call in this entire world has ever been as talented as he is on a goose call. So you're saying you're gonna you're you're gonna, you're gonna place in the money then is what you're thinking. I mean I'm. That's what you want. I hope I can at least pull off a fifth place. What, what, what is the um, – how many, how, many, how many guys are blowing it? That's fine. How many, how many guys are blowing in this? And I honestly have I no clue. Know. I know none of the East Coast guys are coming out like I thought they were going to. Um, You're an East Coast guy? Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, none of the – what I call I the typical East Coast, like, John Walls, John Taylor, Lee Williams uh, – Teddy Hoover, uh, Bobby Heim, who I would have had in the money. John Walls and Bobby Heim and Teddy Hoover could have easily been three of the top five, honestly. And, and they're not coming. And Lee. I mean, honestly, there's four guys that would be fighting for fighting for the money right there. Um, so, and, and they're not showing up. Seth Fields, you know, and, and that was just kind of a timing issue for a lot of them. Um, same with Seth. Uh, he's got some family obligations. He's not going to be here for the duck, but I think the duck is going to be the strongest meat contest in years. I think you're going to have a lot of people show up and do really well in this meat duck. There's a lot of heavy hitters. There's a lot of guys that uh, that I think have been putting in the work over COVID um, that were good before it, and I think they've been putting in some work and can be even better and, and be kind of top of the heap now. I, I think you're going to see a – and an all-out brawl to, to win that meat duck. I still think Corey will end up coming out on top, um, but I, I think it's going to be a ton of really good callers in that meat duck. You, you know, now what? you've got a shot in the duck also, you said. You said you probably have a better shot at winning the duck than you do the goose. I probably have a better shot at blowing clean in the duck, and the duck is a little less... It, it's a lot tighter because everybody's a lot closer together in their routines where the goose is judges are judges are huge in the goose so it's like if they like your style and you blow clean you're gonna win if they don't like your style and you blow clean there's no chance that you winning um you know because they're gonna like somebody else's style better that also blows clean and you're gonna finish fourth or fifth so it's just you know it's it's kind of a it's kind of a crapshoot in the goose where the duck everybody else is a little closer. Right. What's important the, we, the the young guys that are blowing. I've had a couple guys. I just don't think I'm good enough. Get out there and try. You never. That's the only way you're going to get better. Compete. Not. You're not going to win your first contest. You blow in anyways. Probably. I mean, is that not true? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the that's the nice thing about this contest is they put on some really good prize packages for the novice contest to get people interested in it. Like I was telling Stoner, he needs to blow in that novice goose um, for sure. I mean, I'm the reason why he didn't win the dive bomb online contest, but I mean, he sounded good. <laughs> he, need, he, need, he needs to blow. He needs to blow in it. But now, why, is, is why it, are you not blowing in it? 
Why? What else do you have to freaking do? Get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure you can blow a goose con drink. It's at 8.30 yeah. in the morning. Yeah, you're going to be sober then anyways. He'll still be drunk from the night before. I've never seen Josh that drunk. If I had a daughter, I would let Josh date her. He's that good a guy. And if we did have a daughter, I hope she would look like my wife and not me. For stoner's sake, I also hope that. Yes. So for a new caller, would you recommend blowing in the novice and the open? Do both? Honestly, that 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 comes down to kind of please mentality. Bush. Um, so like kind of kind of what your personality is. If you kind of have a effort personality like I do. Yeah, absolutely. Like when I started out, I was blown in juniors, novice, and opens all at the same time. Now, I started at 16, so I didn't get to blow in many juniors, but I was blown in novice and opens because the only way you learn is to get your butt kicked against the big dogs and get typically the open contests have a little bit better judging. I think all the judges might be the same uh, this weekend, but usually you'll have a little bit more qualified judges in the opens. So the, the only way to get better is to get feedback. And, and and get stage time, especially like if you if you're somebody who gets a little bit nervous, which like I don't really get I don't get nervous. I've never gotten nervous on stage because um, to me it's just a bird whistle. But if you do get nervous, you need to get stage time to learn how to conquer those nerves. Right, that makes sense. Um, we we talked about it just a couple podcasts ago. Like do things that are outside of your comfort zone because that's the only way you're not going to get any better without stage time. Absolutely. I mean, never. Absolutely. I mean, you got to go up there and you got to get the feedback as, t- as painful as it might be. You got to score 71 or 72 and, you know, get cut the first round. And it's just, it's the way it is. What, how many contests did you blow in before you made it out of the first round? In an open. In an open? I was about to say, my first contest was a junior novice and I finished fifth in it. But in an open, I would say, made it out of the first round. Yep. I would say three or four, but so relatively soon. But I wasn't top five at by no means. But I made it out of the first round. Right. You know what's funny about all that? The junior novice, you got fifth, and you said junior novice. Junior novice. So it was sixteen and under, and it never won a junior contest. Right. But I'm telling, there's there's a guy that won that deal that still talks shit. Fuck yeah, I beat <laughs> Trevor Shanahan in a calling contest. I he beat him. Be, he beat me. He beat me in many other contests for the next year or so. But you know that's his claim to fame. Yep. I beat a world champion. I'm going to change it up because I respect your football knowledge. You are a very, very smart fantasy football guy. Sometimes. (laughs) Me and Andy have had this argument, and I'm not going to tell you what side Andy's on because it's wrong usually, but I think that that Ryan Tannehill is a top eight quarterback. Is a top what? Quarterback? Eight. Eight. I said 12. See, I think so too. Andy says 12. I think he's way For fantasy fantasy football, not uh, easily. I mean, his numbers and Mahomes' numbers were not that far off last year. No, so the Titans actually outscored um, the Titans actually outscored Kansas City um, point wide. Now this has nothing to do with fantasy, but this is as an offense they outscored Kansas City last year. And so Derrick Henry's a big part of that. Derrick, though. Well, Derrick Henry, I would be throwing everything 
on Derrick Henry as a first or second pick, even in PPR leagues, because I think he's over gonna McCaffrey. Be, I think he's going to be. Yeah, I think he's going to be so much more effective this year. He won't have to have the the big workload that, that he had right? because. If you don't drop eight in the box, which everybody was doing last mm-hmm. year because all they had to do was drop eight in the box and double-team A.J. Brown. Well, now you can't double-team A.J. Brown or Julio is going to be open. You can't double-team Julio or A.J. is going to be open. And you can't drop eight in the box or both of them are going to be open. Right. So 2,500 yards. I think he has a legit chance to rush for 2,500 yards this year. That's only 450 yards more than he did and they got an extra game. 20, but I mean that's gonna be that's gonna blow the rushing record out of the yard. Well, we got extra we get extra game. I know, though. but you think he's gonna blow it out by three four hundred yards with one extra game? I think so. He's that good. He's so big. He's good because he hits those eighty yard touchdown runs and shit. I can't believe how fast he is. Yeah, he's a big, <laughs> how big he is. Yeah, they they had a picture of him next to that Deion Lewis guy. I mean. Deion Lewis looks like a baby next to him. Yeah. Looks like a defensive tackle that can run. And honestly, like, Deion Lewis isn't that fast. He's that... He's that quick guy. Right. That guy you knew that he'd run like a 4.740, but you could never catch him because yeah. he's start-stop speed. Yeah. And, and he's just – he's so good in the pass game too. But I would just – I'd shit my pants if Derrick Henry's running downhill with a full head of steam at me. How are you going to stop him? What is he, 6'2", like 250 No, fuck, I think pounds. he's 6'4", 250. 6'4". Where's my phone? I'll look it up. Now, you think about it. 17 games at 150 yards rushing a game – that's 2,300 yards, 2,400. So I'm thinking I don't think he'll go 150 a game. I think he'll be – I don't think he'll get the carries to get there. I think he'll be more efficient with his carries than he was last year because, I mean, they just – they ran him into the ground last year. So, I, But I think he'll be more efficient, get a little more passing work game in kind of the short yardage stuff. I could honestly see 2,000. We had 2,000 last year. 2,000 to 2,200 yards and a little more receiving yards. Um, than last year, same amount of touchdowns, maybe a little bit extra because the extra game. But I'd be, he would be if I had something in a top three, he would absolutely be my pick if he was still available for me. I and I would not feel bad picking him at one either because McCaffrey's so injury prone. Derrick Henry's never been hurt, not no. not with significant time. If I draft his ass, he will be though. It's He's six three, two thirty eight, and he runs a four five four forty. Jesus, so. To put that in the to put that in the context, my senior year of high school, I was 5'10", 160 pounds, and ran a four four five, and I was considered blazing fast. You were that fast? Yeah, a four four. Yeah, I was a center fielder, and I was our slowest center fielder too. Really? Yeah, we had a we had another white dude playing left field. Another white ran, dude that <laughs> ran four four three. And uh, and then we had a black guy in right field that had an absolute cannon that ran a four three eight. You, uh, Henry Melton, who used to play defense tackle for the Bears, was a tailback at Texas. He was a fullback out of Grapevine, Texas, and he was big as Derrick Henry. And they moved him to defensive tackle, and he played in the NFL for five six seven well, years. Well, look at Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald runs like a four six four seven. Yeah, and and that dude's just solid muscle. And that's like, I mean, and I was Derrick Henry's bigger than he is, I think. Yeah. Well, no, he, Aaron Donald that weighs him, but he he ain't. Straight muscle bound like Aaron Donald. Oh, Aaron is. Donald's a straight running. That dude, I looked at that dude with a shirt off. I'm like, I didn't know human beings could look like that. Did you see Derrick Henry doing the push-ups? Uh-huh. With the, he had a uh, he had a chain on him with uh, 130. He was on a bench doing it, and they had like 135 pounds, and he was doing a push-up with a chain off of him, and that bar was raised up to 135 if, pounds. If you ever want to see uh, 
and I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go to Stoner on this because it was a Steeler. If you ever want to see the biggest workout warrior you've ever James Harrison. James Harrison. Yeah. Yep. James Harrison. There we go. That still doing it that today. Was, yeah. And he's what? Early forties. He might even be older crushed. than that. He. Uh, I don't know. He's old. He's, right. a, he's a Steeler over here fan. fanboy. And <laughs> he, thinks, he thinks Terry Bradshaw's coming back to replace Roethlisberger <laughs> but, too. So. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would he say? He's better than Mason Rudolph right yeah. now. Well, I agree with you. There. I mean, I can't believe they let they let Duck go with Mason being their backup. But that's like so. Me and Duck right over here, right? And, and I was picking his brain about some fantasy, uh, some fantasy relevant stuff with uh, with the Rams, getting some insider knowledge. I'm not going to let you guys know it, but <laughs> oh, thank you, appreciate it. But uh, yeah, I mean that that was uh, that dude was an absolute workout warrior, James Harrison. Like just the stuff that he could do, and then Vernon Davis. If you ever see yeah, Vernon Davis' yes. numbers, yeah. at, like his combine numbers from a tight end, I don't know that anybody's ever had those kind of Kyle Pitts, maybe, but the same type deal. Kyle Pitts isn't the physical freak gym warrior that Vernon Davis was though. Kyle Pitts is just an amazing football player. But if you look at Vernon Davis coming out of college and he was almost a bust. Yeah. Like like the first three or four years of his career, he wasn't doing anything. And then I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was um, football IQ went up. I don't know if it was that or if it was Harbaugh coming in and changing the culture there. It could have been Honestly, because when Harbaugh came in, that's when he picked it up and all his talents kind of came together. And then he learned the game from a good coach like and that. A, and he's a good person, too. Yeah. Really good person. We need, and they need more of that. Uh, so I said before Julio got traded, Matt Ryan could be a top three or four quarterback. Where do you think he's at now that Julio's gone? Do you Pitts and Ridley and Ridley same as last year? What did they do in the What they do in the running game? Did they do I don't anything? Think anything? Yeah, they did too. They signed the kid at uh, Carolina, Mike Davis. That was played great when he filled eh, in. I mean, he was very solid. He's he's a solid backup. I mean, they got rid of Todd Gurley, so that guy's a up step up over Todd Gurley. Did running backs are a dime a dozen. So dime a dozen. I've been so busy. I I didn't pay attention to the draft like I or free agency like I normally did. Did they do anything to the offensive line or no? I, I don't I think they tried to. I think they put some money down on it. Now don't quote me on that because I'm kind of like you. I was busy this offseason. His numbers are going to be the same as last year. I, and he's I a top ten top quarterback. 10. He's yeah. going to have to throw the ball to win. Top, yeah, because their defense is that bad. So he's going to have to throw the ball to win. So top ten. I mean, he's worth. Drafting in a, in a fantasy in a, in a one QB fantasy league, he's worth drafting. Listening yesterday to, to a podcast on it, I don't remember which one it was. A guy had Calvin Ridley down as the number one receiver and Michael Thomas number two. And I was You're shocked whispering by that. because you have yeah. headphones on. You I'm not, headphones. Oh, yeah, okay. you have headphones okay. on. I can't hear you. That's why I'm leaving. In. Calvin Ridley had they had him ranked as the number one. Michael Thomas number two, and they had Ridley number one. In which he had great numbers. I don't think even this number I, one. So I was. I've been a beneficiary of Calvin Ridley. On my fantasy teams a lot, and I just as the number one option, I think he's going to be in for a slight regression. I think he's still going to be top ten. He's going to be wide receiver one territory, so he's going to be top ten, top twelve. But I don't think he's number one. I wouldn't take him. I'd take Hopkins or Thomas number one. If oh, James I, Winston yeah. wins the spot, I would take Thomas. He's saying a wide so receiver here, one. Here's the thing about Hopkins: you have a 
you have him in the system for an entire year. So if you take a look at Hopkins last year, 90% of his routes were one of like three routes because he didn't know he didn't know the playbook. They had no training camp. They had no time together last year. So he has an entire year of learning the playbook, an entire offseason of learning the playbook, and you have Kyler Murray with another year in the league to to just grow. And add A.J. Green. Eh, I don't think that's going to be that big of a deal. It's a, it's a step up from Fitzgerald, though. I don't know. Honestly. Well, Christian Kirk's good. Anyways, yes. we, won't, we won't talk football. We've got football coming yeah. up in four or five weeks. I just wanted to shout out because you are a very, very good fantasy football player. And I sure enjoy the debating with you. And I enjoy reading you debate with other people about everything. That <laughs> makes my day. Well, you know me. I just like talking shit. But That's fine. That's what <laughs> most, people, most people don't like it because typically when I talk shit, they're like, damn it, he's right. Because I come, I come back with facts. You're not, you're not a dumb when guy. I talk, when I talk shit. I come back with no, facts. You're a very intelligent person. That's why I like debating with you. Gives me a good break from Andy. Damn, he's rough, Andy. He's rough. Uh, I'm proud of Andy. Andy's very, very smart, and he does a lot. So Sometimes. I let my biases get in the way on some things. I think Green Bay has fucked up with Rodgers, though. I think that, I think that bridge is – I think it's, it's over. Yeah, he's it's not, over. He's, he's not coming back. No. It's been over. You think so? The writing was on the wall last year, dude. And it's all, I mean, I guess the guaranteed money's over with next year, and he's just like, fuck it. This is the year you're getting rid of me. The real question is, is he going to get that Jeopardy job? No. 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 They said it's going to somebody else. Like, they've already really? said that he's not, he's not even in the top, top two or three. I like them. Going to be a Denver Bronco before it's all said and done. You know who I think might be a Denver Bronco? Who? Deshaun Watson. Watson, Watson wants I, out, but I don't know his legals. I would—they're scared of that stuff to make sure. If he was—if they weren't going to go to trial, he, he's gonna—he's gonna put so much money into that and settle all this shit. That but he should have done that a long time. And ago, here's the deal: what did so what he didn't do anything illegal other than maybe prostitution? Was he paying these girls? That's right, Watson. I, he was paying them to give him a massage. But, I mean, did he do anything illegal? Who knows? No, he did not do anything He didn't illegal. rape anybody is what I'm getting the, at. The women did it. There's no rape going on. They, it's just she so touched his they penis. they did it of their own volition, but what they're, what they're saying is that they were coerced into it because they were uncomfortable with the situation. And today, today's climate, that shit flies in court. Right. I, it might not with you, but... It, the, no, you're right. The, the thing is, those women didn't do anything they didn't want to do. And I don't that, think that's I don't what I'm think, saying. I don't think he's going to lose that in case. I think he's going to end up settling. It's going to cost him hundred thousand dollars or something per one of them, and it's going to go away. And I think he's going to be out a lot of money, but I don't think it's this, after this football season. I think he's going to be out a lot of money so that he can make more money in the NFL. Yep. I, I, I truly think. I know at the beginning he said I didn't do anything wrong. I don't want to settle, but I think at a certain point in time he's going to have enough financial advisors in his ear saying. Pay the money so that you can continue to make the money back because we're probably going to lose this in court anyways. So we're, we're going to lose the money anyways. Pay him the money so that you can get it going and keep playing in the NFL and, and at least recoup your losses. I think you're probably pretty close on that. All right, Mr. Tristan, go ahead. What did you say? I said I think he's probably right, but I don't think it'll happen until after this football season. Hey, Andy. Yes, sir. 
I need you to sign this for me, bud. <laughs> oh, fuck. Mr. World Famous. The World Famous. They got pins over there. I'll go sign it right no, away. No, you got to sign it now at the podcast. I, I don't have a pen. I, don't I have told a, you I don't, to keep the Sharpie in your hand. Oh, you did? I'll go, get it. I'll go get it real quick. You and Jeff keep talking. I'll go grab it. <laughs> God, this is never going to go away, folks. I told you it won't. He's hey, he's in his stun of shades too. Like he acts like he's not world famous, but he he sure plays into it. He, he plays into it a lot. And and you know who the it bothers more or not bothers him with the more I fuck with him is Reese, his oldest son. Uh-huh. I tell him every day, "Boy, your dad's world famous." No, he's not. I said, yeah, he is. No, he's not. Yeah, yes. And then Dylan was with us the other day, and I said something about Reese being world famous, and she goes, "Andy's not world famous." Dylan go, uh, Reese goes, "Oh, actually, he really is." <laughs> <laughs> so. What time's the calling contest? It's in the morning. Um, so I think I think open duck starts at one. So me and Devlin got a got at least a round or two of cornhole before that. Yeah, y'all are playing in the black at what time? I'm gonna tell you right now. Me and Coach Steele is playing with me. Will not if we win. I would be I would be shocked if we won a game. We have none of us have practiced. I haven't thrown none of us thrown cornhole since September. So it been. It's been probably a year since I threw cornhole, so I was like, you know what, I need to practice a little bit. So I threw, I threw two or three days at, at lunch, um, but like I was talking all kinds of shit, I, just to talk shit because this one, I'm like, I'm relying on Devlin to be good at this shit. Now he, he's a young guy and he's single and he goes out a lot. Does he play a lot? It, he, he was like, Look, where I'm do you not, want me to sign said, this? Right on the titty. Right on the titty. Okay. Can you sign my titties? There you go. I'll get a, I'll get a picture of that. So Your def- wife wouldn't be mad at that, right? No, she wouldn't care about that. Signing some, like, solid <laughs> B-cup, but they're hairy, right? <laughs> so so does Duck play cornhole a bunch? He's like, yeah, I'm not trying to blow myself up. I'm pretty good. And I was He's- like, all right. He was like, we better win this. So I was like, all right. Bo that works, or works for us, Bo Pierce, He's as good a cornhole player ever. He was supposed to come, and him and Tony were going to be on a team. And Bo's really good. And Tony plays a lot more than – but I don't ever – so the last time I played, I think the week before I had watched Cornhole on ESPN, and, like, I was calling my shots. I was, like, airmail and dropping them every single time. But that was a year, year and a half ago. Well, I'll And I was drunk. You'll so. finish way ahead of us. There's going to be somebody rolling. Thank you. Do I need to get a picture or am I entered? We'll get a picture. All right. There's going to be somebody that's going to show up. With the fucking cornhole shirts, like a pro staffer. You watch. Oh, they're, dude. Honestly, the the cornhole deal is gonna get won by somebody that nobody knows. I guarantee. Oh, hundred percent. They're gonna show There's up gonna though. Be, play, it's gonna be a, a ringer. That that play. It's gonna be two guys that play this shit all the time. Fuck are that. really good and just hunters that nobody knows. They're gonna roll in here and roll yep. over everybody. So show I miss, up in fucking Massey Ferguson. But it's a, I mean, it's five hundred bucks. Uh, yeah, it's like. Okay, cool. If you live down the street and you play it all the time, it's like, hey, we can go over there and win $500. Fucking dollars. So I missed most of this conversation. Like, are you just like a straight back thrower, or do you like put an arch and a spin and shit on it like you see on the, the big tournament? So, like, I will play. I'll play the shot a little bit. Um, so, like, if I'm trying to push something out of the way, I'll go a little straight, a little more straight line. Right. Usually I give it some nice loft so it just sets. Yeah. Um, especially, like, if I'm trying to go for the hole, I'm giving it loft. Because if I miss in front, I don't want it to slide past. If I miss behind, I want it to maybe fall in. Yeah. You know. He's way ahead of I, us. I know nothing. Like, 
Like, seriously. I, dude, for I us, know nothing either. We got to get, like, two rounds to play one another, right? Yeah. There's no fucking way. If we make it through the first round, I will be shocked. First round, I'm for sure relying on Devlin. Yeah? I'm relying on him being good. Yeah. I'm I relying mean, on him being as good as he told me he was. <laughs> so, because it's going to take, I hope they let us get some practice throws in. But Surely they'll give us a couple practice throws. I'm sure they will. Like yeah. five minutes before the game, just get a couple yeah. throws in. But I I hope we see you guys so that I can whoop your ass. There's no, there's not a shot in hell that we're going to make it that You far. and your stun of shades. <laughs> just playing into the world famous shit. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so before we let you go, we've already gone on, we've gone on 30 minutes. I know yep. you got a hobnob. Who do you, what's I your predictions more. for Goose? And then who do you think wins? Uh, well, we won't even ask the corner. Robbie hole. wins Duck. Or, I'm sorry. Robbie wins Goose. Corey Nickham wins Duck. Wins who wins duck. the Super Bowl this year? Ooh. Does Look. Brady repeat? No? Hell no. I didn't. Brady's I don't think my so dude, and I didn't call him winning last year, no. I don't think. We'll, we'll talk about this because we'll have you on for our preseason football like we well, always do. Ho- anyways. Hopefully, I can get down there for a hunt and we can do it in studio. That would be great. So, Anytime. Um, well, no, we're, we're still rooting for you tomorrow. I mean, I'm rooting for myself, too. I'm just I'm – at the end my of My money day, is still on you. At the end of the day, I'm a realist, and it's like, okay, I don't feel confident. I know how good these other guys are, so right. I've seen who the judges are, and it's like, okay, I know they like these guys. So yep. that's – if I was putting my money on anybody, it'd be it'd Robbie. Be Robbie Iverson in the goose, Corey Nickham in the duck. Um, Colby Stillwell in the duck is one to watch out for, too. We'll watch uh, out very, for him. Very similar to very similar to Corey. A little bit different, so he you know he might pull it out too. So we'll, if, if I can pull out two top fives, I'll be happy because then trips yeah. paid for. There you go. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Well, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to finally meet you in person, and uh, looking forward to a great weekend. Yep, you too. I got right. I got a few more beers to drink for this contest. So <laughs> there you go. Thank you, bud. I appreciate All right, it. Bud. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now we got uh, Toby Brolin and Chance. I did pronounce that right, right, Brolin? Oh, I thought you meant Chance. You got Chance, right? Yeah, and I got Chance right also. Chance Bass, not Chance Bass, anything like that. Chance is getting married in May, told me. Chance, earlier. move your microphone a little bit closer, bud. You're going to get, you're going to, you're going to start talking and nobody's going to be able to hear you. Yeah. Uh, let's correct Jeff here. He said May. I said May never. So we, hey. we have to. I'm going to have to wear my that. fucking headphones now. I told you. I doubt that. Everybody's got. We can hear everybody fine, Andy. You got to put your. No, yeah, I know y'all can. But so you're not getting married. I said in May, okay. but it's it's May never. It just it just depends. It's there's a lot of factors going on right now in the entire country, and that that is. So just, you're letting politics play it if you're getting <laughs> fucking married. I've never heard of that shit before. I didn't. What are you marrying? Maybe, fucking Joe Biden's maybe, wife? No, maybe smarter I mean, than us. If if she can't get a job in which she graduates, and I mean I'm not I'm not supporting the whole the whole thing. Here. By God, I'm every man out there that's married is like, fuck, we wish we'd have done yeah, that shit. listen to man. Man's smarter than he looks. Got a boy. Yeah. That's, you're a fucking hero right now. I'm going to stand up and give you a standing y'all, ovation. There y'all, you go, yeah. Y'all trained me to who y'all I am today. You. I'm glad of that. <laughs> y'all are y'all are the founding fathers of my training. Just better pray to God Callie doesn't listen to this. That's what I yeah. can listen. Yeah, so, just, so, Andy's you, in the same boat right now. Anyway. You guys are the killing machines of the Central Flyway. I don't know about all that. We try. No, I'd say that's pretty pretty fair assessment right now. And now y'all catch a little beef on social media sometimes, don't you? Look so, at this man right here. We do. We do. Yeah. It's it's uh at this point in time now it's it's everybody duck hunts. It doesn't matter who you are and 
it's what it is. And when people look at Toby, like years past when I first started working with Toby, he'd be like, oh, go talk to this farmer. I, I can't go up here. <laughs> but like now, now everybody knows us. And they're like, oh, yeah, man, I mean, y'all y'all go do this, y'all go do that. It, do you think the farmer's wife ever goes, that dude with all them fucking tattoos and that mustache is out front again, he wants to goose hunt? I, I don't know, but it'd be a lot cooler if they did, I'll tell you that. <laughs> have they, you got told, peeping at me in the window? Oh, man. Have you got told no because of uh, the tats and all the good stuff? Man, we've really been blessed. You know, it's one of them deals of... If I can keep somebody engaged for five minutes and have a conversation, you probably and that's, get it. That's the deal with all the the haters in general. They won't give you that. Right. They just like to look at the outside, talk shit because of something that they don't approve of, or you know, there's a thousand different ways to hunt geese or skin a cat. They don't like your way. They're not going to give you a, a conversation, you know. But as that. far as the the getting permission, it's I. I feel like I've let it hinder me more than it ever has. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just kind of. I think it's in your mind. I agree. I agree. And now it's it's not un it's not unusual to see people covered in tattoos. It's not a big deal anymore. Right. When the so. first time I met him, I was like, I am not hanging out with this guy. So you're a prejudiced prick. You're a prejudiced asshole. It's, uh-huh. it's all where you're raised up. Like when it's true. When when I was raised, like we didn't have anybody like this guy. We didn't have t- we didn't have tattoos. We didn't have people running around with guitars, just slamming it on the ground and stuff. <laughs> well, I've never seen him do it's, that. It's well, not like anybody's raised around that. I mean, unless you're from Austin or fucking California, right. but it wasn't normal for me either. Yeah, like you know? when it, when I saw him in my aunt's house for the first time, I was like, I brought my aunt to the into the room, and I was like. What we got going on right here? I was like, what are, what are y'all, like, raising people off of the street? And, stuff? <laughs> and, I, I, and, now, and now he's my best friend. Like, I can't. <laughs> see, I see Toby, and I think, if I didn't know Toby and I saw him get on an airplane and he was sitting by me, I'd be like, I'm going to have someone to talk to today. Because I like talking to interesting yeah. people. And if you're going to look like Toby looks, you got to be interesting. I feel like this man would shank me and steal all my peanuts off of the cart. When see, I don't think that's a good feeling, man. I've never felt that way, I, but I'm pop my collar and sit up tall now. I don't see. He doesn't. He's not. You don't come across as threatening at all. So I don't. I don't see that. But I'm not. People don't. I don't get that vibe. I get a vibe if I saw you going. To, if I saw you doing right, I think he's a musician, a tattoo artist. Or some fucked up dude that's got a good story would be one of the three things I would think. And all of the above are yeah. a good conversation. Yeah, that's but that's what I would think. If I saw you, I would think that dude's a tattoo artist, a musician, or I would be like, man, that fucker's famous. I know he is. And then I'd be like going home and telling about my buddies. I sit by an airplane with this guy, and I know he is. I just can't figure out who he the fuck Google's it is. Googles a guy covered in tattoos. Yeah. That was that son of a bitch right there. That was yep. him. That's that was him. Yep. I guarantee you. Now, we are at a hunting. We're at the dive bomb. We're squad fest. It's 137 fucking degrees right now. It's hot. And you motherfuckers look like Porter Wagner from 1974. Where it's with the outfits today. Gotta, gotta piss people <laughs> off everywhere you go. Bro. You're gonna have to talk to Guggenheim. He shoots me a text last week or a week before last. Man, I think we need to get some cool uh, Pearl Snap shirts. I'm, I'm down, you know. And uh, we got out of the... Uh, got out of the truck today and here he was had, had these shirts made up for us so. and it's like having this man as a boss it's like everywhere you go everybody's like what is going on with this man right here <laughs> it's like when we come out here everybody's like Ed, we've been around for now everybody everybody knows who toby and us are and i don't know about everybody well i mean it's every time you walk up to somebody they're like Oh, that's a that's a badass shirt. It's like what we let's not spill that on good guy. Yeah, like Colt. 
So beer deliveries here. Thank you, sir. So, so, so Guggenheim come up with these shirts. Yeah, he. Uh, the rose-colored shirts. It all started. We, I went to a concert a few weeks ago, and I had a rose-embroidered shirt on, and people started talking shit, per usual. Started talking shit about my shirt, and uh, then Guggenheim kind of went back and forth, and he said, I'll be your huckleberry, and then now we're all wearing them. So, If I was 80 pounds lighter, I'd probably wear one. You said you had a closet full of them, and I am... Uh, my dad had. Dad my dad did when he passed away. All kinds of old like, stuff like oh, that. Oh, man, I would the, the, the fuck Elvis Presley would have worn in 1972. Yeah. My, my dad had all that shit. Yep. Ron, fuck, I, fuck Elvis Presley. He was, he was hate, cruising on the lower over there in Knox City. Yeah. Right. I hate to admit it, but you know, after you said that in that comment... I was like, man, I would love one of those fully embroidered suits. Yep. You know, I mean, head to toe. So I, uh, I found a company. I think they're out of Nashville and did a little research. Things are. Uh, you, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect them to be cheap. Three grand. Uh, upwards of six to get no it fully, shit. Uh, fully embroidered. I said, man, I want a suit with mallards and stuff. Oh boy. That's what Ron if, used to rock back in the day. Dad, dad, dad wasn't a fat guy. Dad was a big, muscled up well, guy. He, ever he, since I've known, he was a stout. Well, but he even was when a, he was old, he was stout. Yeah, but he was a real trim, big guy. I mean, good-looking guy. Hollywood looks. I mean, the chisel chin yeah. and shit. But he played music. He had all the old sequence shit. And, the, <laughs> and the, I remember his uh, cufflinks were uh, big old di- jewels on them and shit. Yeah, when he played music. Rhinestone Cowboys. That's right. All that yeah. shit. Yeah, if you ever see me show up in a fully tailored suit, with the mallards on there, they better have given it to me. <laughs> I would I, like to see that. That well, would no, be badass. It's, it's if you're like, listening. It's like now at the point, like, I mean, we're pretty big now, but it, we still have people, like, all they want to do is talk shit for, like, no reason. Because we proved ourselves. They're going to talk shit about you forever. I mean, I know It's that. a compliment. Yeah. People still, I mean, they talk shit about everybody. Yeah, yeah we get like, shit talked about us all the time. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I, we, we don't care anymore either. I mean, we... Let me, let me show you an example of it. Right now, there's someone listening that's talk that talks shit about us today. That's listening to this podcast. Why would you listen to someone you talk shit about if you didn't like the fact. product they have out? Yeah. Or you want to listen to you know everybody? You don't think Phil Robertson? How many people you've probably made fun of Phil Robertson, haven't you? Well, I mean, the way that they they've done their thing, they could have done it another way. What they, they got but rich? So you still talk shit about them? Yeah, well, they got rich. I don't want to hear your mouth either. You man. talk sure smack you talk about, about Phil, well, and you know you did. did. Bingo. But, I mean, but did you still ever watch a show? It's just like swamp people. They've they've made yeah. us they've made yeah, us they've made us look like a bunch of fucking idiots for no reason. All right. So now you and got the same. Now okay, hold up. Let me we do have some people like that in Louisiana. Okay. But it is the entire state of Louisiana is not like that. We're not just going uh See, I so like, cold and alligators. I and love stuff the coonasses. I want the, the I want a real coon ass to be around yeah. with their stories and their food and their culture because they're interesting. They're like exactly. they're, it's the same with Toby. They're interested. Yeah. But like you said, you said they whoever this was made the whole state of Louisiana look like shit. Jesus so you got the same people. The How same many people fucking that are, Same people that are talking shit saying that are the same ones that say all oh, those Cadillac Creek guys are make the whole outfitting business or the whole duck hunting or goose hunting business look like shit. The right. same same people. Yeah. Just to clarify, Chance, so you know that you want a beer. We've got ten of them right yeah. here. So <laughs> if me, you do, me, me and Coach here are not me, a chance. I want to know who beat up Tony. I don't know. That's somebody that had a black eye. Got a black eye. 
He went, went to on, the. You went on a Tinder date and you got on the wrong fucking <laughs> app. He went to the bathroom and like he came back with that. That I was, don't know that what, was a, a grinder date. Then. I don't know what happened. Tess, just so you know, too, everybody keeps offering me and coach alcohol. We're not recovering alcoholics. We just had surgery. We need the one no, drinking shit. No, I know. Shit. I, li- I listen to but the podcast keeps every ask- week. That's why I yeah. said last time. I'm not. I'm not going to offer you a beer. No, I appreciate it. I can take about one sip or two, and that's about it. So, anyways, but that's the same with Phil. People are going to talk shit about you. If you're going to get your panties knotted up every time someone says something bad about you or doesn't something you don't like, y'all fucking called that shit right there. There, he, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> he could. He could tell that we were talking about him. <laughs> he could smell it in the air. Yeah. But if everybody talks shit about you, it means you're doing something right. It's a fact. You want to be on yeah. their radar. At yep. least you're on their radar. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's just, it's, it's part of it, Bob. Do you know the guys but that, the, do, you, do you know the guy, Chance, do you know the guys at Oyster Gulch Outfitters? You ever heard of them? I've never heard of them. That's because they don't fucking exist. Nobody gives a fuck either. So you see there? So you might as well have someone hate you. But it's like the biggest thing that we run into is just Toby. It's not anybody else. It's it's just Toby with like his Louis Vuitton gun. I got a Wonder Bread gun. And when I put it when I put it on, everybody was like, "Dude, that is the coolest thing ever." And when Toby put his Louis Vuitton gun, they were like, "What a faggot!" I got little no bull- death threats, no bullshit. Death threats? They're death like, threat. "That's a little ridiculous." No, like I'm swearing. Like they were like, "We will come to your house and fuck and you shoot up." you? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, over a Louis Vuitton gun. Yeah. The whole thing was a joke. They were like, you ruined. Right. They're like, "You're ruining the game." So I was like, "Dude, we shoot more birds than y'all do in a week than y'all do in the entire season." It's not like we're just out here just performing for a Instagram post. Like well, that's, we're that's we're the doing, thing, man. It's it's not. We're doing the damn thing when we're out here. It's just like y'all. Like when y'all, y'all like we're trying to do anything. It all I can do is be me. And for a long right. time, I hid behind, you know, hid from who I was for no reason. But yeah. all I can do at this point is just be me. And if you like it, great. If not, that's you, fine, too. You got to be you, and you can't worry about what everybody else thinks. It don't matter what everybody else thinks. Like I was saying, when we first started, like, Toby would be like, oh, go talk to this dude. You're a farmer. <laughs> Toby's like, I, I, I can't go talk to him. So do you think you should be the face of Cadillac Creek, James? Absolutely not. Because, oh, okay. I mean, Toby. <laughs> I thought you said, absolutely. Face, no, it's, it's, like, yeah. it's just like the the way that it's not, it's not talking shit. Just Toby, he just... From where I'm from and, like, those small-town areas, it's like, this motherfucker looks kind of weird. <laughs> you know, you can capitalize on this in his own deal. It's like, you don't want this man coming in your house, you know? You got you got your daughter, like, hide she just... Hide your kids, hide your wife. Hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> See, yeah. I don't think he comes across that way. I, I think that's you. You got I'm that learning. built in. Yes, it's I'm learning no, these it, things, man. It is, I'm from... I don't know what kind of I think it's chance more than it is Toby. I've never been anywhere that had beer delivered like this to us. Good night. Coming, it's coming in drugs. You're a musician, you. though, originally, Toby. I so, like, it, have you ever seen it like, like this? It's just I coming. Gave, like at home. I gave Stoner I gave Stoner $30, and he came back with an entire bushel of beer. <laughs> he bought the keg. Now, now Toby, you, you're <laughs> hanging out with Cole Wetzel doing... That's, uh, that's who just called me. <laughs> okay. So, you're doing... Uh, you went to concert with him. Did you go on stage and stuff too? Yeah, when they when they play, well, I don't go on stage and play by any means. We just go and hang out and no, tell them do the, the story. Bus stuff tell them the tell them the story about how we how that all came about. Oh yeah, it is That's kind a of a funny funny story. story. And I hope that I hope this dude listens to the podcast to be better. Stupid mother. So okay. it's been what four years ago. I get a phone call, booking season. You know, 
guy calls and he was like, hey, want to book a hunt? I'm a manager of several bands. You listen to Texas Country? I said, yeah. He was like, he started name dropping Coetzel, Parker McCollum, Whiskey Myers, you know, na- name dropped this whole list. He was like, yeah, I want to bring a bunch of these guys hunting. All right, cool. So I set up their dates, send the dude an invoice, and he never pays the invoice. Just dragging by, dragging by. So I'd message him every once in a while. It's like, look, I get it, you got a busy schedule, but are you still coming? Yes, I'm still coming, I'm still coming. Well, it's like two weeks before they were supposed to come for this hunt, and I see him in uh, Wichita Falls hunting with another buddy of mine, Rustin Morgan with uh, Dry Dry Creek. Creek. Yeah, they were hunting with him. So I called Rustin, and I was like, hey, do me a favor and just see if they're going to come and hunt with us in a couple weeks. Well, Co was sitting in the front seat, and he's like, but I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. And so they get back to the lodge. His manager calls me, and we talked for a minute. And I said, dude, I've got, at this point, we weren't booking up real quick. You know, we were busy, but it wasn't like I was going to fill that spot. And so I thought, I was like, if you can come, just come. And uh, anyway, it didn't work out. They weren't able to come, but it got us all in, you know, it connected us all. They check out the website. You know, one thing led to the other. They booked a couple of hunts the next year, and now it's more of a friendship than, than anything. It's not clients. We hang out. We go fishing together. We try to go and hang out and do uh, Your hood friends. Rat. Yeah, go do hood rat shit with our friends. And uh, But it, it all started out from getting catfished. There you go. Now, now, Chance, are you okay with Toby being Toby around Cole? Yeah, uh, we really don't know where Cole's from. He says No, Cole. Cole. Oh, Colt, yeah. Um, Are you paying attention to us, young man? I thought you said Colt. No, That's our, uh, <laughs> we don't know no not Colt. Colt. Um, <laughs> the person we were talking about. It. You're, you're not going to strong dick Co. He is that that whole entire crew. You're not, you're not going to go drink more beer than him. You're not going to do anything that is involved with any... Anything to do with your nose, your <laughs> mouth, or anything in that vicinity. Well, well, wait a second. What yes. the fuck are we talking about? I think you're incriminating a couple people. Yeah. No, but <laughs> you're you're not gonna. It's the nose. Like I don't yes. know if he wants you telling this shit. No, it's it's a. Water oh, he's got he's got a couple of dollars of cheap cocaine in his pocket. He sings about <laughs> it all the time. It ain't no but thing. It's it's you're. No, you're but, not gonna beat anybody out on that fucking crew. I mean, that is just a. So Toby can be Toby around them. You're okay with that. I'm fine with Toby. Okay, being well, I just want to know you. All you've done since we've talked about that you how are. Toby's embarrassed this way. No, you can't go this. no, I don't know. <laughs> that's why it's come out. That's yes. how. It, that's yes. how you've come across. Like, like you've got this like, notion that you can't get over. You're like Toby you're is like, a fuck stick that don't need to be acting that way. We need to get all his tattoos removed and his haircut. And do this. You got you. You used to draw a straight right here, coming and uh, trying to ask permission on y'all stuff. What if? Uh, Led Zeppelin came up. Led Zeppelin. Hey, I'll take that. Okay. No shit. So I don't it, think you've ever seen Led Zeppelin, have you? Not, not my, I mean, no. I'm, See, I feel like this podcast is going to be like a, a group marriage counseling situation yeah. where, you know, we never fought about that, but now that they brought okay, it no, up, no, 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 you know what? No, you're no, an asshole. No, no, no. I don't like no, you anymore. Let's stop this. Jeff, I've I've been knowing you for a while, and you're you're a pretty political guy, and I've, political I've, guy. Been, I've been knowing you're political. What if this dude, okay, you didn't know this guy from Adam. Okay. You'd probably be really shocked how I'd treat him. You really would. I'm pretty open-minded. I'm for gay marriage. I'm not saying you look like gay marriage. Yeah, I mean, where are we going here? It don't bother uh, me. 
He I already, mean, so I'm pretty open minded with that. Yeah. That right there is pretty open minded. We were not for talking about guy. the gay marriage side. No, no he, he already answered that question. He said he would sit down and have a conversation. Yeah, with him, nobody so. said you were gay, Toby. You can you can have tattoos and not be gay, dude. It's fine. About the about the rainbows on my toes. <laughs> you know, Nobody sees that. But what I'm saying, if you were a farmer in West Texas and you saw this buffoon, buffoon now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Chance. There's one person at this butt table that has a problem with Toby. It's Chance. It's Chance. No, and it's, see if they Toby, got a, uh, no, see no, they can no, put Toby. us a boxing ring in the back. No. He got some shit to handle. I, I know, I know, you no. and him are best friends, and you I love live, him to death. I but live, I live with Toby. He signs my checks. We, we got a good fucking. You need to work out a better check signing relationship. Here's what, yeah. Here's what I'm saying. If Toby came up, and I don't want to hear it, like, oh no, I would let him hunt my land. You're full of shit, Mr. Jeff. Because if this man walked up to you and be like, oh yeah, you want to let me go hunting in the morning? You'd be like, absolutely not. I've That's got this right. little fucking midget named Justin Hill that comes to me sometimes. I ain't never had a problem with him. Well, he's a he's a garden fairy. That's okay. not the same as this man right here. Okay, we're not we're not we're not talking about Justin. Okay, we're talking we're talking about Toby. If this man came up to you, tatted everything else, and he was like, "Oh, well, you're you're not hunting right here in the morning. You you mind if I hunt right here?" And it was in between the roost and where y'all were hunting. You would tell him to fuck off. Let me, let me ask you and this: If I was you. In any situation, and this man came up to me and was like, "Hey, let me hunt right here," I would tell him to fuck off. Hold on, just a minute. Do you have trouble? Do you have trouble getting on land anywhere? <laughs> no, not. Then not what's anymore. the problem then? No, like I was saying, I'm just saying, in a different environment, not where we are right now, because we have yeah, such a we have such a good relationship with all our farmers. Well, right how'd now. that happen? Because he looks the same now as he did then. Well, I had to talk to everybody, and then finally, <laughs> when he started showing his face, everybody was like, "Oh, this guy isn't that bad. <laughs> He's a nice guy." <laughs> So, so all the credit to Cadillac Creek needs to go to Chance Bass Hell is what I'm getting No, absolutely not. Guggenheim no, took no, all the credit no, for Justin no. Hill, and now you're taking it all no. for fucking... For no. The only thing Googie has... the trumpets no, and the fucking no. snare drum. Yep. No. The only thing Googie has is the shirts. You He's got a good shirt, a good Damn package. Good How much you had to pay for those shirts? Fifteen bucks, Amazon. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad that's at all. That's pretty good. Then. That's a good deal. We'll mark them up after we split in them. Yeah. Get them later. But <laughs> Toby, Toby is. Did you have to pay extra for chances because it's bigger than y'all's? Hey, shut up, Jeff. Actually, it was. We're doing good right now. We always good. We always good. We're friends. I've always treated you this way. We're cutting right now. I know. We ain't gotta worry about no. We're not balking right now. But no, I was I was pleased with the fit of mine. It's boxy enough that it hides a dad bod. Well, <laughs> I tucked it in for a little while, but I was like, if I sit down, it's gonna poke. I out. noticed that everybody else was tucked in, but yours wasn't when you first walked by. No, it's was been tucked in. I go, who's that fat guy with long hair? Is that Chance? I ain't seen him in a while. So <laughs> Chance is enjoying the groceries. Chance is the most polite young man from Louisiana I've ever dealt with in my life. Always has been. Yes, sir, Mr. Jeff, Miss Michelle, always great, a great kid. It, you being successful with Toby does not shock me at all. Very, very good guy. He, he's a good employee to have. No, he is. I really wouldn't want, want him fucking being a suicide prevention guy or nothing for you. But he's like, you know what, man? You just you're right. You really, really suck. No, I've never. Uh, I mean, he is. He's my best friend. I've never looked at him as a kid. Never looked at him as an employee. You know, it's just we we keep it. We keep each other honest. That's nice. a fact. I mean, we we go to blows every once in a while and. That's always it's, a good friend if you could do that, though. Yeah, and it's it's by the t- that evening it's worked out, you yep. know. But you have to you have to be an open, you have to be o- open and communicate. 
for four months of the year, we're together more than, you know, he's with his girlfriend or I'm with my wife. We're, I mean. I live with him. So yeah. Gotta, we got to work it out. You, you, ha- you have to, and, and, and you got to get to a place where you can respect your employees' yeah. uh, opinions enough that they can trump some of your own decisions because they're, they're, they're the ones that Well, it's there. not just that. You, you want somebody that you can tell the truth to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you, you have more employees than Toby does, and it's, it's not a – like me and Toby have been friends so long. It's kind of like where, yeah, you have to be friends with your employees, but a lot of the people, I mean, it's like it's a business. You have to be a boss sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, who, who – Chance, who would you want to hunt of all the celebrities – since you're hobnobbing on stage now, who would you like to hunt with of any celebrity you know? Not that you know. Somebody out there completely that you don't know. Who would you like to meet and hunt with? Dun, 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 dun. He's stumped. Uh, Mother, father. I mean, it's just like we... <laughs> he's talking the whole time, and now he's stumped. I yeah. mean, we're we're very blessed. Like We get to hunt with a bunch of people. I just... Of any celebrity? Yeah. Riley Green. Riley Green. What about you, Toby? That's a cool uh, motherfucker. I'd like to hunt with Cody Jinx. Okay. I'd like to hunt with the, and both of those guys hunt, and I think it's, I think it's doable. But one of these days, yeah, it could, it could happen. It's it's fun to watch you guys, like, cause cause I mean you are you are not the cookie cutter, you know, outfitter or anything no, like that. I'm so sure, it's fun and, to watch you guys. Like I'm saying, like it's it's not like a a masterpiece by any, but we're not trying to piss anybody off. But we're not trying to be different, and that's the thing that's. I think, but you can't where not, you can't not be different, but with what we got going on. But I like the Louis Vuitton gun. I oh. like that stuff. <laughs> it's it's almost expected now. But no, the thing I, I think that's what's really helped our growth is just for a long time. Like I said, I kind of hid behind who I was, and you know, for the wrong reasons. But the sooner that I let that out and just said, you know what, I'm going to be me. That that was one thing. But when we really started embracing the personality of the whole team. Our whole our whole crew has got a story. Everybody's different, and and when when we started putting that out there, I think that's when some people may not like me, but they may love Chance or Jake or you know any of the rest of the crew. They we're all uh, relatable to somebody, so. right? Right. Like people that come up from the north, like we we don't understand get, those folks. I get along. I get along with anybody. Like I talk to a brick wall. But it's like you hit like this certain. As long point. as the brick wall doesn't have tattoos, that's a fact. Yeah, you do yeah. have some prejudice in you there. He does. No. He does. Yeah, you do. I get to talk to this man for hours on end. Well, it's, we can tell you've called him out more than I've known. I'm telling yeah. you right now. No, I've I'm never talked saying. to my boss this disrespectful. No, I'm. And Your mama's gonna listen to this and punch you in the <laughs> yeah. throat. No, you have to. You have to understand where I'm coming from. Where I'm from. We don't have this. So nobody has a fucking tattoo in Louisiana. Nobody does not have this. <laughs> take your fucking shirt off, Toby, and tell me. Whoa. Well, how many guys walk around and you tell them to take shirts off in Louisiana? No, I mean, nobody walks around with these kind of shirts. And this is not just a, a one-in-a-lifetime a thing. This is every fucking So are you day. embarrassed when you get on an airplane with him? No. So why, then why the fuck do you have a problem with it? Mr. Jeff, you're not understanding what I'm saying. I don't understand. I don't think nobody I'm, listening to this understands. I'm saying where I'm coming from as a kid. You're not I'm, a fucking kid. You're fixed to get married. This is not. Ooh. God damn it, Jeff. I just found out. Yeah, in May. <laughs> I found out all kinds of things today. What I was raised from, this was not the normal. So your parents would have said, don't hang out with that kid? He, was, he probably would have got me hooked on some fucking methamphetamine or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. 
something. Some methamphetamine. Some so type of bicycle you, drug or something not, like that. You're not smart enough to make decisions on your own is what you're saying. I'm not saying. Tubbo would have came up, knocked me out, put some... Oh, so they would have injected you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it is some Kool Aid or some shit. This is when they came Drink out with the Kool Aid. Yeah, this is when they came out with the documentary with the North Side and South Side of Amarillo. Toby was beating the shit out of people for no reason. Toby, are you? Con- would you consider yourself a conservative pol- politics and business and stuff? I would say. Oh, in business, he's a businessman. I'd say he's uh, an independent though. Toby's a business guy. Yeah, but I'm I'm not afraid to take crazy chances either. You know. Right. And Jeff, this is where we'll go to. I don't judge books by covers anymore just because of this man right here. Well, I'm glad that he could make your life better. No, he, he literally, when it comes to judging people, I, unless I talk to somebody, if they have a, if, if something's going on, I don't care. I think Unless, Chance is still fighting the inner demons about judging people. <laughs> like, if you judge that girl right there, she's not wearing a bra. That's Tony's wife. Number one. That, that was number Tony's one. Wife. That was number one right That's there. That's Tony's that wife. One. But that that has nothing to do with it. That is Tony's wife. That Tony's been talking to all evening. But it. So she doesn't have a bra. It's just a thing from where I'm from. We don't have that. Everybody knows everybody, and it's like that. Where are you from? And I don't want to hear it, Mr. Jeff. That's it. No, it's not. Oh, y'all got a bunch I, of farmers. With, I grew up in uh, Wichita Falls. 125,000 people. You tell me we didn't have somebody that had I'm tattoos. I'm not talking about Wichita Falls. I'm talking about where y'all. <laughs> where I'm at now, Knox City, where I live now. <laughs> that you've been at. There's for nobody there. That's 35 that's years. <laughs> I'm talking about the farmers. If since you've been there, and there have been people before us that have a, done the exact. We had a same farmer thing. that looked like him one time. He probably grew a shit ass crop. <laughs> so now the, Toby can't be a farmer because he got best crop. Yeah. The best crop. He won yeah. the fair and everything. Yeah. You crap. can't be a successful farmer, it sounds like now. So you're telling me all farmers with <laughs> tattoos are not successful. This is bullshit. Hold up. You're the one saying, <laughs> you're it. saying no. it. Like I don't no. I can't pin you down. Yeah. Let's uh, let's cut and paste and, and get onto something besides the way I look. Employee of the so year he, has a real I'm, issue with this. I'm the head. I'm the head. Man, a parking spot. We exactly. I got a parking spot in the driveway. It. Well, who else lives there? Nobody. Well, that's why you got a fucking parking spot well, there. Well, we got his wife lives there. So his wife can't park two, there. He got two sons. Okay. But I got head parking spot. But here's what I'm saying. From where I'm from, and I don't care what y'all say. I don't know what y'all do in small town tornado chasing country <laughs> in Knox City, where we're from. We don't have Toby. Sounds like me where you're from is a horrible, shitty place to live where everybody judges people. It is a place where Jim Crow is still in place. <laughs> Jim Crow's in business? Yes. <coughs> and well, it, it Toby's is, white. Do you, think you do realize that, right? Yeah, but he has tattoos, so they might not let him on the bus. <laughs> he said, yeah, he's the most colored man in, uh, in Louisiana. It's, it's just, it, it's different. It's not It's not the same, and I wish it wasn't like that, but that's how it is. Would you take, Chan- would you take Toby out to eat with you in your hometown? Now, yes. Now. 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 But he did. He used to tell me that, you know, if I ever came over there and visited, he used to tell me that we couldn't just go out and eat. Somebody beat my ass. Toby would get his ass beat. You couldn't talk him out of it? Huh? You couldn't talk him out of no, it? No, I'm just saying, if, like, Toby was like, oh, man, fuck them people. We we go do this. I'm cool. Truth be told, he's seen me scrap. So. <laughs> Is Toby a fighter? No, not saying that at all. No. Toby, uh... He's uh, gotta get back to my fighting weight. He's a he's, <laughs> a, he's a he's a Logan Paul type of guy. He's, I, 
Didn't he lose the other cool night? Ass Pokemon uh, necklace, though. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't judged. Nobody knows. I, I think. I think you guys are throwing punches up here in Amarillo. At, I'm not like up there. I. I just, if you do anything really bad, you better hope to fuck this somebody taking here as a witness because he's going to fucking tell on your no, ass. No, 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 no. Yep. Toby knows I got his fucking back. You might have your Toby, back, but his mouth can overload your ass. We got some stories that we can't tell on this podcast. I got Toby's back. He's I don't want to go in. Go ahead. Have y'all have y'all thrown bows for uh, for a fi- for over a field though? No, no. We uh, it's it's come close. You know, we've had uh, we've had to send some pins to people, and. Uh, now we had we had some pretty good threats going on last year, and uh, and it's nothing personal, man. I mean, at the end of the day, we're running a business. I did not get into this business to take everybody's land or to just push everybody out. There's plenty of birds for everybody. Be respectful. But la- last year, kids, last year we ran into a a water shortage, and yeah, we it, it wasn't because we weren't managing the birds where we were hunting. Water we just up. we. We just shot all the birds out that we had, and we had to move out. And the it was kids from uh, like TCU and stuff that hunt on the weekends, and they got mad. And I'm not gonna lie, yeah, I would. I I'd understand. Be it. Yeah, like I understand. Please understand, but we're not we're not hunting on the weekend for fun. We're we're trying to make a living out of this, just like I. But Y'all go to Oklahoma. You don't have to explain like to us nothing. We so pretty so much what you're saying is the water ran out. You had to go to different areas. We went to yeah, a different and, area and we... And we, rust, we rustled a bunch of fucking feathers. Okay. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I'll, anybody that's given me time, if they would call me and be respectful, I even tell the farmers. If you got a kid that comes up and knocks on your door with his dad, I may have at least, but I don't want to be that guy that's making it where... Granddaddy can't take his kid hunting, or his dad can't take him hunting. Call me, and we'll set them in. You know, they can come with us. Where these kids screwed up was sending me a text message, threatening me to begin with, and I, I'm not the one. Right. You know, and uh, we've worked it out. I mean, we've messaged a little bit back and forth, and kind of buried the hatchet. You have to. There's not tensions are high in the season. Everybody, anybody in this game knows that you're gonna have. You're going to have Absolutely. situations and, you know, tensions are high. And, uh, you know, like Chan said, we're not just doing it on the weekends. We're going 90-something days or 100 days with no sleep. Our our fuse is short, and we're trying to do a job. When you get in the way of us doing our job or, you know, at that time, it's how I'm feeding my family and all these other guys are feeding their family. When you get in the way of that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start some shit. So be respectful and call me, and let's go hunt together and work it out. I haven't been to Thanksgiving in five years. I mean, you... you <laughs> Sounds miss, to me like you're fucking embarrassed because Toby. No, I mean, you're, you're missing out You're missing out on sauce pecan and shit like this. I mean, somebody's... Chance. It, Hold if you, Chance. I mean, if you have a problem over this, I mean, it's, it, it's a problem. Chance. You know? Son, I love you to death. Don't use Thanksgiving as a fucking excuse for you hunting. You could go home for Thanksgiving if you want to. You choose not to. They no. got a fucking airport in Amarillo. You could fly home and fucking go eat dinner with your family and fly back. Yes, you can. I know you ask, too well. We, ask, we, Chance we, we just, I, ask him when I told him to show up last year. When did I tell you? I, I said, show well, up December 1st because that's when we get slammed. I can handle cranes. Before, and guess what? October 30th, 28th. <laughs> oh, bullshit. 28th. Here bullshit. It is. So, so you could have been no, home and had sauce no. pecan. You no, could have trick okay. or treated. You no, could have had exactly. pecan no, Andy, pie. You could have done it all, but you chose to go to Amarillo. Andy, you know when the cranes are there, it is not that big of a deal. Okay, <laughs> but it obviously is, was if you missed that sauce. 
Jeff, you you never been you it, had to scratch it that is, itch. It is not <laughs> it is not like oh my god the cranes are just destroying us right now. I don't we know. Last year I I beg to differ. I think we uh. I think the cranes were. Uh, you bought as full of shit as those white glasses on your face, <laughs> because that is bullshit. Because uh, we ain't man. never had no problem with no cranes until it was goose season when we couldn't get on a goose. That's what beat. I'm saying. So the cranes were spectacular last year. So, so yeah. what you're saying though is you're making excuses about your Thanksgiving. What I'm no. trying to say is there ain't nobody that listening to this shit that feels sorry for you being a hunting guy. Nobody. Jeff, I went to Thanksgiving for the first time in five years, and nobody knew who I was. Okay. Did you go to the wrong family? I went there. No, I went to I went to the right family. You showed Nobody up with knew a tattoo. Who I was. Yeah. That's exactly right. But the point is, everybody, nobody was, listened everybody to this. was like, "Oh my God, you fat fuck! Who are you?" So that's I what I said out. when you walked by. I had to by. get out. Listen, <laughs> that's fucked up, Jeff. Listen here. Jeff, no, listen. Hold no, on. No, no, Jeff. Go ahead. You can tell which one. I don't care. You're not going to buy fence. Because listen. ever since I've been knowing you, you've been a nice super guy, and then you went. Y'all got on the podcast, and then you went I'm the out. same person I was when I got on the podcast. You know that. My point is, nobody listening to this feels sorry for you working at Cadillac Creek. There's I don't nobody. feel sorry for myself. Well, you're, you're fucking making yourself to be some little bitch. You're like, no, oh, not. my God, I had been home on Thanksgiving. And <laughs> no, it time. wasn't yes, about you were. that. Yes, no. it was. Oh. It wasn't about that. Went, but that's what you did, Chance. He he was was here's what they're saying. And Christmas this year. Oh, this yeah. poor guy that gets on 90 days yeah. in a row and gets to just slap the shit out of him for 90 days. Puts all these pictures up on the Instagram. And now you're telling this me this poor guy. Yeah, uh, yes. I'm not mad about this, Jeff. I I saved our hunting season this year. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I I really think that you gotta like make a T-shirt or put him on a on a hat no, or something. We're, we're not talking about. No, no, no. You saved their hunting season. Can yeah. I get no? Can I, I get your uh, T-shirt design? I saved. You're gonna put chance. We're gonna put chance on the front of it now. He saved the season, Toby. How'd you save it? Tell me. I saved all of our hunting season. How's that? How? Here's what y'all need to do. Here's the thing. Y'all need to stop listening to Twinkle Dick that we listened to last year. That after I got off the phone with him, you called Oh, him. the baller just got from Texas? Yes. Okay. Oh. How'd you save the season? Everybody's stopping after duck season. Huh? Everybody's stopping. The day duck season ends, everybody's done. Well, how are you saving oh, January 31st. 27th? That's the way it's going to work. So it's just you're saving from February a, 1st on. We're going to have a better hash next year because of it. Okay. <laughs> We're on the, the same Central page. Flyway because, is so glad that you're here. Uh, the I amount think. of the amount of ducks that Andy kills a year, and the amount of ducks that we kill at the end of the year, with that extra 15 days we have. That's just goose season, though. Well, I mean, we everybody shooting everything. So wrong. <laughs> so here's he, he the works thing. for you, Toby. Oh, yeah. No, so I, here's uh, the thing. I'm going to go on record and say that no, there was Andy, not a duck shot after January 31st. Yeah. We're, we're a hard no. shooting all the – there's no reason to have a goose season after duck season. Bingo. I agree with you 100%. And we talked about this on the phone. Yeah. There's no yeah, reason to have It's the dumbest shit ever by the state of Texas. Yeah. So but your words of wisdom, thank you for saving this, Chance. You, you oh saved the Central hey. Flyway, Chance. Thank you. He, does a, he does a good job when he wakes up. Yeah. If he wakes up, there's a – he went, he went home for Christmas. Yeah. Chance, I personally, on behalf of me and Michelle, would like to invite you for Thanksgiving dinner. It's a lot closer if than freaking Louisiana. If Miss Michelle makes them fucking cookies, She'll have you some. ain't got to worry about it. I'll be there. Okay. I won't be back to Toby for at least a week. Okay. If I had known you were going to be here today and you did tell me you was going to be here, I could have brought some cookies up. Next, next time we go somewhere like this, I'll bring a bag of cookies for you. That is the best cookies in the entire okay. planet. 
So, anyways, you were invited to my house for Thanksgiving since you're missing Sauce Pecan down south. Or, mm, that was a deal. Okay. Anyways, Toby, we want to get you on at a different time (laughs) when maybe not so many. (laughs) When I don't have so many haters on my own team. What is is main course for? (laughs) But we would like to get you uh, on at a different time and uh, talk to you a little bit since your main employee, I guess. Hates me. (laughs) (laughs) Hates you, so we can let you defend yourself. He loves you. He just hates the way you look. No, it's not even that. It's just we have such a straightforward relationship. Everybody is on the same page with everything. Did you apologize for him on the airplane? Huh? Did you apologize for him on the airplane? I've never flown with this man on an airplane. Oh, would you have? Please, folks. He's my friend. He's not bad. He just looks fucked up. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) He just looks fucked up. It is. Like I I was trying to... Like I was trying to tell you before, it's it's nothing that I have on him. It's just how I was brought up and how I was raised. That's just no. we didn't have that. Are you gonna raise your children to be like you, or are you gonna raise them to be different? I'm not having. They're gonna have the coolest oh, uncle you in this the world. Wife ain't having kids. Not having kids. Oh, okay. Huh. They're gonna have the coolest uncle. You will. Oh yeah, he will. He's gonna have a cool nah. ass uncle with a bunch of tattoos. There you go. All right. All right, Chance. We've actually we got on 40 minutes. We here, appreciate so y'all. We appreciate y'all coming on. It's going to be a great weekend. We'll have you on another time. I can't uh, wait to see tomorrow's shirts. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a t shirt. I bet. Uh, thank you. This podcast brought to you by Adderall and Bushlight. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a cut off fucking shirt and blue jeans. <laughs> thank y'all for listening. Thanks, appreciate Chance. it. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we got the one and only Mr. Nick Costas. Split read now, full time. What's going on? And you got you got a place in Canada. Got a place in Canada. That's exciting. Borders closed with socialized medicine. <laughs> There's no vaccine rollout. So, you, Mr. Ryan Barnes works with y'all. Mm-hmm. Now Ryan had the great story about girls softball players. Yeah. Have well, you had experience with the softball players like Ryan has? I played JUCO baseball, and there were some softball players that used to hang around. So they weren't all gay there then. No. Okay. Now, are the percentages of men playing base college baseball like ninety nine point nine percent are straight? I would say yes. Okay, good. But there was it. some on the girls' softball team. There was some DJing going on, you know, <laughs> between the two. DJing, I never heard it. I'm old, so these are new phrases. Yeah. DJ. What was the other term that you hadn't heard of before? I don't remember. Oh, cut like a bag of dope. Cut like a bag of dope. That's what Stoner was when he was younger. Is cut like a bag of dope. I always thought that was a pretty good saying. So, no, that's awesome. Anyways, Ryan was a great interview. I enjoyed talking to him. Yeah. But I've had so many people message me about thinking, God damn, I bet all them softball parents, softball people know. The parents know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. when your when your daughter gets a new bat and a dildo at Christmas, you know. <laughs> so how are things at Split Read going? It it's seems good. like you guys are just expanding. That's it's, what I was talking to Ryan about. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's going good. We uh, we hired our first time employee, first ever employee, Christina Wing. <laughs> y'all, y'all are on that Fox News shit. I'm telling you right yeah, now. Fox yeah. News always hires the hottest chicks. That's what we're trying yeah, to y'all do. Doing good. Yeah, we're trying. Yeah, and uh, who, who's in charge of HR there? I, I am. No shit. I need to get a secretary. Can you help me out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I got it. We don't have the local talent like that in Knox City. Y'all got wherever you're at. Dude, it's an all, it's an import game. Is that what it is? Where'd y'all import her from? Uh, she's from Georgia. Tony, Georgia? you need to start looking at Georgia then. Yeah. I can see that. Yes, yeah. you are. Yeah, Georgia Peach. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, yeah, she's done a great job for us. We're doing uh, doing a bunch of the marketing stuff for brands and then, you know, working with our outfitters and uh, doing some film stuff and um, just trying to just trying to expand, keep growing, keep making money, keep adding to our plate. 
Y'all have got a good plate already. What, what's the what's the one thing you'd like to do different? Uh, honestly, man, I'd love to put more time into YouTube. In YouTube. That's a I, tough, tough racket. Yeah, we'll Andy, talk a bit about Andy and I yesterday. talked about that yesterday, but, you know, we're just – you can only do so many things with the people you have and what you got going on in the hours in the day, but – that's something we want to get to is doing more YouTube, but uh, as f we just try to focus on connecting hunters with good outfitters. That's that's important to us, and then delivering for our brands and partners. Have, have you noticed that um, a lot of the people on the YouTube people expect content like every day, like every day you got time to? And it's they a don't consistency. Think it's how long it is? It's yeah. a consistency thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you put out a video once every two weeks, it's not you're not going to grow. But if you look at the people that are successful on YouTube, they're putting them out all the time. Right. It's like kind of like if you all put your podcast out once a month or once every other month. Nobody listens. I mean, maybe they would, but wouldn't do what it, they lose it's doing for y'all. Yeah, people are used to driving and listening to your podcast. And it's part of the routine. It's tough. I mean, and it, it, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. Like, there's no, there's no way to like boost anything. It's just, it's all got to be organic, yep. and people got to find you. And, but I can, I can remember when you first got Split Read. It was just like a glorified Instagram page. Yeah. And now you got, you got articles coming out all the time. Yep. You've got recipes. Yep. I mean. Yep. It's yeah. Just crazy. So that we did that Duck Camp Dinners series last year, um, focusing on kind of pushing some of that. You know the food and wild game stuff and lifestyle stuff. You know we like we like killing and all that. I mean, yeah. obviously we're not going to pretend like we don't like killing, but that's cool too. Is you know the the cooking wild game and stuff like that. So we're doing some stuff for that. And uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm thankful we've we've got a good team that's kicks ass. And are you? Is it weird being home now? Because you were at like a breakneck pace this yeah. off season or this waterfowl yeah. season. I I try to message you and get you on. You're like, dude. I am just. Dude, I had I had a I had a black North Face bag that I've lived out of for two and a half years, <laughs> and now I got a bedroom, so it's pretty good. Where are you living full time at? Now? I'm in Virginia. In uh, Virginia. My dad passed away this past summer. Oh, I'm sorry. And bed. yeah, it sucks, but um, same with same with y'all. You know, yes. I mean, it's a tough deal, but I've got his house there in Virginia. We still have it, my sister and I. So I'm living there and. Uh, um, just getting ready to re getting ready for hunting season, doing some photography work, working on split reads, stuff like that back in Virginia. Do you miss out west? I do a lot. It's so expensive to move back out there. Like people are the house prices in Montana and Colorado and stuff's just insane. Everyone I may mean, say with COVID and everything, people just buying houses cash price from the big cities to get out of the city and the market's just We stupid. had a guy from Montana on Ted last week, Bozeman. Yeah. And he was saying the same thing. Basically. Ted Wells. Yeah, dude, it's it's insane. Well, everybody's coming from California, I guess. Yeah, they say that. I mean, buying it up. Yeah, like pe things are going a couple hundred thousand dollars over asking price. No shit. I want to start buying some shit in Texas. I'm going to tell you what Montana summers are going to. You're going to miss that. In Man, I know. This humidity is killing oh, me. Fuck, it's horrible here right now. What, uh, where was your, so of all the places that you got to hunt and travel to, where would you, uh, what would be like your top three? West Texas definitely won. West Texas? Because uh, it's just different. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, you kill honkers in a cornfield all over the country. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, hunting ducks over water or whatever. It's just, but, I mean, I think West Texas, like, in the socks kind of deal, mm -hmm. or lessers and specs and all that is, is really, 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 really cool. And then uh, I really like, uh, I like small water mallard stuff or uh, in the woods in Arkansas. Mm -hmm. um, but... Yeah, I really like West Texas. That'd be that'd definitely be one. What about like California and all these other? California places? was really cool. It was uh, 
we shot 400 snow geese in uh, in uh, in California this spring. They have uh, no plugs, or no, you have to use plugs, no e-collars, and 20 bird limits. So we shot a 20 man limit of snow geese, and it was it was freaking wild. But there's palm trees and orange trees <laughs> on the bushes. It was a different environment. So what was it? Just the X? Oh yeah. Yeah. 20 man limit. Mm-hmm. It was it was really cool. These we were hunting with uh, a buddy of ours or an outfitter of ours, and also dive bomb DOA outfitters and um, uh, uh, up near Sacramento. And then some other guys hit us up, said come down and hunt. We before we our flight, Forrest and I went down there and got on, and it was just a banger. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that Maxis. The Browning Maxis is Man, I'm a, a big fan. Sweet gun. I'm isn't a big it? fan. I liked I really liked Winchesters before cuz you can, you know, run them over with a car. It's like you don't have to baby them. And I feel the same way about the Maxis. I don't I don't really care for guns that are like high maintenance, you know? Right. Oh yeah, exactly. So I, So, you hunted with the Maxis all season, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. Any issues? No. 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 Like, how often did you clean it? Like, did you baby it at all? Or I, I clean my guns. I'm not like, I don't just. You're like, not like Andy, is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I don't clean them after every use or whatever, but like, you know, I mean, like, it, it'd get mud. There's times where it got like, I looked at it and I was like, ooh, I hope it works today. But it would, it would work. Andy cleans his gun every year, whether it needs it or not. You clean it once a year? I'm busy, Nick. <laughs> really? Uh, what do you shoot? Well, I got an Axis now. When yeah. it shoots. Now, have you had any trouble with your Maxis? Oh, you haven't even shot it yet. I've got. Yeah, I've only. I haven't got to, turkey season. I didn't get to shoot anything, but I've shot a couple of clays. Shot at a couple of clays. I don't <laughs> think I connected. So uh, you took your. So you took a Maxis for a turkey. You took it on a walk. During turkey yeah, season. Yeah, like I just carried it with around. With Reese. Yes, with Reese. Yeah, I got to just slub that thing around. See how it feels in your hand. <laughs> I would just end up looking at it most of the hunt. <laughs> like this is a fucking beautiful gun. <laughs> Because it's, it's it's beautiful. It's a, like it's got the Cerakote and all that other good stuff on it. And I'm like, oh, this is a fucking pretty gun. It's got the sh- band choke. Yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't need a gun this pretty. Yeah. Um, but before that, I shot a Benelli Nova, and then um, we were crane hunting one day, and we sailed a crane, and we were on our way out, and the fucker was on the county road. Well, I had a pickup load full of guys because we were shuttling everybody out, and that crane's right there. And, like, I grabbed my gun, and I had a brief moment of, like, hey, I should just shoot it. And then I'm like, no, that's what's going to go viral about me is West Texas podcast guide shoots crane off of County Road. Yeah. So I take the shells out, and I fucking use it as a club, and it right in half. I've got a picture of it on my phone. you got to behave yourself now. So... It was uh, it was not a good deal. I was like, I just shoot that some bitch. What would have happened to it in viral? I thought eh, that's probably true because you know how things are nowadays. If you, I know, I know that y'all probably aren't planning on going to Canada, but if the border opened, I'm just curious. The border opened, but you had to get a vaccine. Would you get one? Nope. I'd get a fake card that said I have a vaccine. Yeah. Here's my gun. Oof. Just split it right in half. Dude, that is cut like a bag of dope. Yeah, cut, cut like, like a bag, bag of dope. I'll tell you why I ain't getting a shot. They, and, and the people that want it have it, that's great. The Fauci-ouchie? You, Fauci you don't know what the fuck you're getting. I mean, fuck, it hadn't been around for a year. I know. Like people start growing, you know, a second asshole or something. Before <laughs> Who knows? Well, Cody said that there were some kids in Brazil that were being born with small heads or something. From the vaccine? It's okay. Mikey was born with a small dick. So who knows? That could have been around for a long time. <laughs> 
Would so, you picture Mikey as a wrestler? Look at this. He's got cauliflower ears. I, I, re- I picture him as a WWE wrestler. <laughs> he looks like, like a, a Captain a, Insano. <laughs> an ugly short version of Nacho Kenny Powers. Libre. <laughs> you do. That's what you look like an ugly short version of Kenny Powers. Was Kenny Powers or Kenny? Well, that's probably for some other. Reason. I don't. I don't get the mullet. Cade's got a mullet. Mm, it's. It's not. I don't. I don't hey, get it. Don't be ticking at Cade. That beautiful I lady. Get, I don't the, get the mullet. The peach over there was rubbing his hair a minute ago. I'm impressed with Cade. I don't get the mullet though. Cade is a player. <laughs> Cade. Cade in his bucket hat. He looks like he's. He's like working the line on like an amusement park, like checking seatbelts. <laughs> Spalding from Caddyshack. <laughs> are are you gonna miss that part about Die Bombing? Man, I I really am. It's it's awesome to be back and like see Asher and Cade and Kyle and Forrest and Cody and all them. And well, they got the new employee Matt Judy over here. And then you've got the Widgeon Widgeon Slayer over he, there. He had a wife beater on the first day he was here walking around. I was like, I dressed up nowhere to go, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I miss it. But uh, you know, everybody. I mean. Did, Everybody wants to be their own boss, so that's kind of my goal. That is very overrated sometimes, though. Man, I'm I'm not saying it's easy. <laughs> no, it's, it's sometimes no, it's very overrated. The freedom is the best part of being this. It's it's yeah, but it's it's I work way more than I did before because if you ain't working, then nobody else is working. That, that's true. So what is like your day to day? What at Splitry? What do you? Uh, I, my partner, uh, Duncan McLeod. He's in. Um, he lives in Colorado. I mean, we're on the phone a lot, and then it's whether it's talking to outfitters, talking to brands, talking to customers that want to book hunts. Um, just a lot of time on the phone. Really? Yeah. That's got to get annoying after and then a while. I go work out to try to, you know, keep my sanity and get back on the phone. Because I mean, it's just there's. It just seems like Split Reads doing so much now. It just seems like it, yep. it never ends. Yep. Like there's always somebody to call back, or there's always yep. some project that needs. You know, a kick in the ass or... Well, we get a lot of people that, you know, they'll call and say, hey, I want to shoot ducks, but then I want to shoot... I want to be able to shoot pheasant in the afternoon, and I want wild pheasant. I don't want any bullshit. Oh, wow. And then they're like, I want—I don't want a gentleman's hunt. I want to hike my ass off. And it's like, okay, well, that's a different thing. Like, I got to go find someone that looks seems legit for that. And, you know, it's just trying to cater to people's needs and then deliver for brands and everything. So it's a, it's a job. Mm. Are you going to get a hunt much this year? Yes. Are you? So well, you're going to go on the road doing YouTube stuff? Is that what your point uh, are? I mean, I'll hunt with, um, I mean, we've got some split read trips, and then I'm going to guide in Kansas for um, a buddy of mine, R.C. Sutton. So you're going to you're guiding this year? Then. Yeah, because Canada closed, so, or Canada may open in July, whatever, but I'm not going to start my outfitter um, with a month no, to spare. No, that's going to be a... And then just have a shit show and... That's going to be a real cluster getting up there the first year. And if that's my first year starting a business, I just don't want to do it on the wrong foot. Like Andy and I talked about, you get like one impression, one first impression. Yeah, so I'm going to do it the next year. That makes sense. I think Canada is going to be open next year. I don't think it's going to be open this year. And I think there's going to be some hoops to jump through. Enough hoops to jump through that if they come in July or August and said, okay, we're going to open in nine days. But you got to do all this stuff. That, all them hoops are going to be there. It's going to be tough to do it. Yeah. It's tough to get organized. If, 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 if we – didn't do nothing for three years, and then August twenty eighth. Well, no, it'd be like open in October. Our waterfowl season up November in the state of Texas is okay. You can got hunts now, but that's a scramble. Yeah, and 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 so I think a lot of it is. I, I don't know. I know the Dakota's being dry is going to 
a lot of them guys, the do-it-yourself guys that went to North Dakota last year instead of Canada, they're going to be screwed this year, too, if it don't rain in North Dakota pretty quick. Yeah, do you see how dry, dry it's it horrible. is? It's terrible. It's like red all over the map, all yeah. the fire warnings and drought. So well, I guess Flatland Flyway sent, set up like a drone or something and took an aerial picture, and it's just dry. It's dry. Everything's dry as far as you can see. It's going to be interesting to see. Have y'all had any rain? We're, We're wet. wet. We're real wet. We had a... Eight to ten inches of rain in May, depending on where you're at, which is a good May for us. Now it's hotter than Satan's asshole right now, though. But next week it's only supposed to be like ninety for a high at home, which is not that bad. Two rats fucking in a wool sock. That's exactly right. I'm telling you, it's hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess somebody from North Dakota said like, don't expect much for ducks this year. Yeah, they say the duck production is going to be terrible. Um, but y'all should be good with the specs and. Oh, fuck. I, I don't think the du- just because the ducks ain't breeding in North Dakota don't mean they're not going to fly 200 miles and go somewhere else. Right. I think that's going to affect the Mississippi Flyway more than the Central Flyway because I think a lot of birds that go down to Missouri and are coming out of that Y'all's western. Geese are way up, way up. Yes, yes. They ain't in None North of it. Yeah, we're not. That, 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 but those birds that are breeding in eastern North Dakota, I think a lot of those birds go to Minnesota, Iowa, and Missouri. I don't think they're central flyway birds all right. the way. I think they back and forth a little bit. Right. But I think those birds are – and the duck's adaptive. Look at all these fucking towns. Yeah. I think a lot of ducks will go to fly two, three, four hundred miles away to where there's some water. Yeah. Me and Duncan, my partner, we joke about it all the time. It's like ten years from now, I feel like a duck's going to be harder to kill than an elk. It's just like <laughs> they're like – They have uh, really fucking it's stepped like, the game it's up. It's like, lately. oh, yeah, like they're, they're on the night program or, oh, they're going to sit all day and then fly and like you're just like Kurt McCullough posted something one time saying like if you pressure something if you chase something long enough they adapt yeah it's true that's exactly right and I mean we're getting so good at killing things I mean you know everything is is cheaper decoys are easier to get and I mean it's just we've become so efficient at killing things I've I've heard people say that the hunting license numbers are down yes but I don't know. I think there's way more hunters. I think it's per capita it's down. I think it's about like the there's, same. There's more killers now. Yes. Well, I like, think more people that go out are just fucking wrecking them. They're yeah. educated by YouTube. Yeah. Before, if you had a guy that was killing birds, you couldn't fucking film how you hunted with him. You couldn't copy him. Yeah. You know, the Sandhill Crane's a perfect example. Everybody in the world hunts did, Sandhill did Cranes the same. Did y'all have them when you were young? Yes. I hunt, we hunted cranes a lot, but we hunted about 40 miles north of us, a different area. When I was growing up, because they moved our duck season, they moved our duck numbers down. When I when I first was a kid hunting, we could kill ten ducks a day because we were on the point system. Really? You could kill ten teal, you could kill ten pintails. There was a there was some ducks you could kill ten of a day, and then there was ducks you could kill five of a day. There were twenty point ducks and fifteen point ducks, so you could kill seven of them. Well, that was the system I grew up on. Then they all of a sudden we went to three bird limit. It's like, fuck that. If we can shoot three birds, we can shoot three geese or three cranes. So we started chasing cranes and geese more. But back then, nobody cr- there wasn't nobody in the country outfitting crane hunts until, shit, 12, 15 years ago, really. Now everybody, every outfitter shoots cranes also. We shoot a lot of cranes. But we all do it the same freaking way. Right. I mean, there's not much differences. And it's the same with the goose hunting and the duck hunting. And all these YouTube videos, everybody hunts the same. Mm-hmm. So these birds, and, and, and it's the system that works is why everybody's doing it. And right. they're just, I, I, I'm like you, I think the number of licenses are down, but the amount of birds being killed is higher. Yeah. We, uh, we talked about that one time. Our, we do harvest more birds. I think other than Louisiana, and they just don't have any birds anymore like they used to. What are, what are you saying? The, the, the harvest numbers are better than they used to be, but the oh, number right. of hunters are, is, is slower. Fuck how, I don't, killed 400 I, I, birds. I'm curious. I'm curious about that numbers. 
hunters is slower. Maybe it's because of Instagram and all the social media. It looks like everybody's hunting, but oh, I uh, think that I, I think there are. But you killed four hundred snow geese on a hunt, one hunt. How many times do you think that happened in nineteen eighty? No. None, never. No. Now the limits were probably only five then, but there there weren't people killing a hundred birds every day. Yeah, and. You go to Oklahoma where we can shoot eight birds, and we might have a day where we'll take 12 guys out and we'll kill 100 birds. Fuck, you didn't shoot century stacks back then. I mean, just yeah. the limits are higher, but there's just people. Nobody killed birds like that. Yeah. You know, back when my heyday of us starting, we could kill four birds a day, and we shot, if I had 40 people, we killed 150, 160 birds a day because we shot a limit almost every morning. Right. But you just, you didn't hear about it from many other places. Right. It's everywhere now. Is that your biggest pile, 400? Yeah, that's a fucking. Yeah, big it was ass crazy. Oh, okay. I, this, these dudes texted us and were like, "Hey, come down. We've got a pretty good one." And we went, and it was just like hour and a half later, we were at four hundred and we're done. And I was just like, "What the fuck just happened?" And that's with the plug too, isn't it? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous. Ask Andy. You killed one hundred and fifty-one. Was that a lot of birds? That's a lot of birds. Can yeah. you imagine four hundred? No, it was stupid. <laughs> stupid. How long? How long take y'all to clean them fuckers? Dude, there was 20 guys, and dude, they, they, we had an assembly line. This dude, this dude ordered like 20 Domino's pizzas. We went to his house. There were dudes <laughs> pulling. Dudes, dude, it, it only took an hour. It was like the most efficient. You 20 guys helping do shit yeah. makes a big difference. Yeah. See, then that's rare too, because you got 20 guys shooting, and then you end up like four or five guys end up. Oh man, I gotta like, go. Oh, I gotta go to work. Shit. I, man, I forgot to tell you, I gotta run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking 400 birds, you gotta clean, and yeah. everybody's got shit to do all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. Um, did you ever think that you'd be in this position when you started just a couple years ago no. with dive bomb? No, I didn't. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thankful. It's fun. It's it's a, it's fun to be a part of waterfowl as work and everything like that. And right. just kind of, I, I remember I just decided I was like, man, I, I work all week and I make money to go hunting on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And it's not a good trade off. I want to hunt all the time and do that. So I'm thankful that I'm in a position where I can do that. You've come a long way since you crashed your pickup not too just Man, a couple years ago. I know it. I know it. <laughs> You've done did you did you ever master that that J- technique? J-turn? The I, haven't J-turn? Done, I haven't done a J turn since. I think I I would do one in a sedan. I would do one in that Kia Soul right there. It wouldn't hurt as bad. I think you. I think I could do it, but I I, I would not do it in a truck again. <laughs> <laughs> I uh. And then how many how many years have you been sober now? I'll be ten years sober in July. That's, Ten? A great, that's a great thing, man. I'm proud of you. Yep, that's Thank amazing. you. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I mean, some of these dumb fucks walking around here wish they had been sober just for 24 hours. I can that is that me. Much. That is me, Nick. I wish I would have been. I wish I had stayed sober yesterday. But I mean, it, it's just at at a young age to realize that you got to make a change like you did. That's unreal. Yeah, I just I don't know. I, I'm I'm lucky I had that kind of mental clarity to just kind of say, all right, do you want to be a piece of shit your whole life or you want to do something? Yeah. And I'm glad I had that. The man, the myth, the legend got a hot lady from Georgia working <laughs> for him. I'll tell you what, a lot of jealous people around here. <laughs> well, um, Nick, we appreciate you hopping on yeah, here. We thank kept y'all. you long enough. Thank y'all. Um, I'm glad uh, glad you came down here. I was worried I wasn't gonna get to see you this weekend. Yeah, no, I'm glad. It's good to good to catch up with y'all. Well, good seeing yeah. you again. We'll, I hope uh, you come see us this year. Yeah, we'll do. See you, bud. All right, boys and girls, Logan Pyatt, the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast, the man, the myth, the legend. You're you're the you're the head guy there. Rebels not here. Rebels being a good dad this weekend. Yeah, and about 14 people have asked me why Rebels not here. So <laughs> that, how's yeah, that but more you people feel? have asked hey, where you're at. It's it's been kind of demoralizing. Obviously, <laughs> Rebels the star of the show. It's good to see you, but I'd really like to see Rebel. Yeah. Where, where's he? It's at? pretty much what's been going on. <laughs> he's in East Texas making babies. I told one guy last night that he's dead and. Uh, <laughs> 
He's not even real. I just do uh, I do his voice and everything. He's not a real person. <laughs> oh, he is very real. This is not the time to be joking like that. Would you take it easy? <laughs> Lighten up a little bit, bud. <laughs> Uh, what have you thought of this? This is like your first major outing. Yeah, it is. I, I really enjoy Squad Fest. It's been a lot of fun. It's been, been a good time. A lot of people. Andy's signed a lot of autographs. We've met a lot of people. We've put a lot of people's faces With to names. names. Yep, that's that's kind of what I thought, too. Met this goofy fucker from Illinois who's got his wife's a sugar daddy. Illinois? Oh, yeah. Both of them? And, and from Illinois, is that where it is? Yeah. And his wife's really hot. I do not understand this whole deal. I'm oh. going to call him out by name. Can I, can I? Yeah, go ahead. Alex Sutter. Yeah, that'd be him. Suter or Sutter? Suter. Yep. You spelled it wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's your name, whatever. So since you've got a, a bourbon review podcast, did you feel like last night like you had to show out? Evidently. It sure seemed that way, didn't it? <laughs> that was a fucking mess. That guy comes out of a crowd, though, to bring a bottle of bourbon over to you. Yeah, then we killed it. Yeah, y'all were right really rude to him. I don't even remember what it was. Do you? Uh, leathery. It was leathery. <laughs> it was what marshmallows. Was marshmallows. Leathery. What was the name of Rosewood? Uh, awesome. you know, what is the name of it then? Okay. Listen, I was a deal last night. I don't know. I don't remember what it was called. What time did y'all leave the strip club? <laughs> I did not go to a strip club. You know better than that. I went to bed about 1 o'clock. Is that after you woke up in the hotel floor? Yes. Somebody woke me up on the hotel floor. Was like the thing like closing on you like ding? No, ding, but did you hear about that? Ding. No, that happened also? That did happen last oh, night. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Some uh, Cooper Olmstead, uh, his Arizona you buddy. throw Cooper in here now. No, it, huh? it was not Cooper Olmstead, but some of his Arizona friends. Uh, they partied with us all night too, and they couldn't find their friend. And no shit, this the big tall skinny guy was passed out in the elevator, and the doors were just closing <laughs> on his legs and opening back up, closing on his legs, opening back up. You know, dive bombs put on this really neat deal, and everybody's gonna think it's just a bunch of fucking drunks down here. There are a bunch of fucking drunks okay, down here. There is correct. De- degenerates and drunks. I, I must have been the only sober person in the place. You are. I must have been last night. You had a couple drinks. I did, but not they were kind of foo foo drinks. But I saw. I you. think people were making up for lost time. COVID, seven. COVID made everybody show out real hard last night. What my problem was was I got here and it was ninety eight degrees whenever mm-hmm. I got here, and the beers are only three bucks. Yep, which seems cheap because they're like fourteen ounce beers, mm-hmm. and so I just started sucking them down as fast as I could and didn't catch up with me until I got in the air conditioner back at the hotel, and then I was a disaster. Then Andy wanted to take shots of whiskey. No, Andy fucking did not. But Four Andy, o'clock, right? Andy did. Why? Four? Soon? It's three. It's three forty-one. Three forty. Hey, Andy, are they? That, are, is the other team there? We're gonna get another bye. <laughs> uh, who's your partner now? <laughs> Hit the play. I want to bring this up real quick. Who's your partner? Fawkes. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, Tony's I could, out now because you tore his shoulder up. Why, what's wrong with his shoulder? Last night, Tony got drunk, and he decided you and Stoner started the first arm wrestle. Was it you and Stoner or no, you and Trevor? No, it was Stoner and Shanahan. What? Did you did arm the first arm wrestling Stoner? match? Who started that Stoner. last night? Oh. That, that's why I was talking shit to Stoner, because I'm sitting there with you, and I'm talking shit to Stoner, like, hey, you didn't last and you're jack-dashing. <laughs> <laughs> Hammer me in a second. It's juicy. It's not juicy. jacked. It's juicy. Show I'm th- I'm three and zero. Oh. You are. Yeah, and you put Tony. He's gonna have to fucking have to have so, yeah, surgery on his yeah. shoulder now. I'm not even sure if his arm will ever work again. Tony was the toughest one. That was like the boss at the end of the video game <laughs> that I had to get to. 
That was the hardest one for he's sure. The, he's an old, out of shape guy. He's stout. <laughs> well, he's, you've killed his masturbation Sta- game now. Stout built. <laughs> Just switch hands, Tony. He says he masturbates with his left hand already. Yeah. Is that true? And he's right-handed. I'd, I find that odd. I would give myself a black eye if I tried to jerk off. <laughs> well, maybe that's what happened. He's got a black eye, too. <laughs> so, Jeff, can we talk about how Logan was cheating last night at arm wrestling? You did use the bottom side. I, I kept my left hand There's up. Oh, we got video evidence right here. Bullshit. I, I never grabbed underneath you the table. Did too. There's a video. Is that true? It's on video. Ah, well, you were shit. like down on the floor you were pulling something. I, I, no, I. was standing there like. Yes, you did. It's on video. <laughs> you can see my hand grabbing yes, underneath the yes. table? You're holding The whole bar it. comes up. Yes. <laughs> the whole bar comes up. You the, moved the whole bar. The granite countertops they all came unsealed. Yeah, that, was, that ain't real granite. They're, that's cheap piece of double tree. It's fake, you know. It's laminate. But anyway, so you, you're three and zero, oh, and we're not trying to take anything away yeah. from you. But yeah, you could have fooled me. And then so <laughs> we have a stranger come up and brings y'all a bottle of bourbon. So y'all all get hammered on that. You and yep. you're doing shots. We were. Well, we were doing a bourbon Andy tasting. He made the smartest move of the whole night when he neglected to go with y'all to that gay bar. Well, that, that gay I bar did. was actually a lot of fun. Way I, more fun I'm than you sure think. It was. Yeah, but it sounds that way. Y'all were some easy marks. And listen to this shit. So Mikey tells us at lunch today. I can't believe we've let Mikey back in our world, but we have. But anyways. Good to see you, Mikey. Mikey tells us today the new thing to do is is go to a gay bar and have gay guys buy you drinks so you can get all your drinking in, and then you go somewhere else. That's the gayest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Which is fine. Free drinks. Mikey, it's fine. Mikey fucks up everything, so Free this drinks. is going to not bite him in the ass. We're probably going to get something shoved in his ass by before this is all over More with. More than likely. Work. Yes. I bet but, I bet Mikey's a power bottom. He'd probably be fine in the gay community. <laughs> power bottom. <laughs> Are you? I doubt it. But anyways, you have to work your way up to that, I think. <laughs> but he does. That's his that's his thing. He tells me about that today. So anyways, y'all got drink with us and y'all went to a gay bar and then you come in at one o'clock. For the record, we didn't actually go to a gay bar. Yeah. That guy I, told us it was in the parking no, lot. No, he did not. What did he, he say? He said you don't have to have any you don't have to be a part of any team. We welcome everybody. But there's a lot of balls in here. What's that tell you? Pansexuals. Just have a good time. Let your hair down. I wasn't going to have sex with anybody. I was no, just going you just to party. Had fun, right? Yeah, that's it. And you did. And who'd you end up with last night? How do you mean? Who'd you grow, who'd you hang out with all night? Oh shit, uh, Stoner and Cooper mostly, and then Harrison, Hunter, Chumley, and Alex Souter, the guy with the hot wife. Yes. I, was, I was around those guys most of the time. Trevor was there, kind of. He was kind of floating around. <laughs> You're a fucking mess, bud. Out of them Chumley boys, which one of them do you think was more, is more fun to hang out with? Oh, I like Harrison a hell of a lot more. Yeah. It's, it's not even really a question. Is Hunter, is Hunter not around? He's right there. Oh, there you are. Hey, bud. Sorry, shit. I overlooked you. <laughs> no, I, I like them both a lot. Harrison They're both good guys. seems to be the, the one more level-headed, though. Hunter's more of a partier, I think. I think there's no doubt about that. No, they're they're both a great time. I'm glad I got to meet them. They're, they're, now they were going to take your money playing fucking golf when you popped off to them about how you wanted to play. I'm glad we didn't bet on it because I played like shit this morning. We well, only played four holes, and Cooper almost got hit. Huh? <laughs> yeah, guy hit into us. It almost hit Cooper. It was really close. Did you whip his ass? No, he. I, I, I couldn't do anything today. I mean, I, I still <laughs> I, I still could have bounced his fucking head off the golf cart, no problem. But He's I 79 years I, old. I just didn't have the energy. <laughs> I'd have beat that yeah. old man. I, if I he would put that fucking walker up, I'd have smacked the shit out of him. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. Uh, so did y'all play at a real hoopty doo golf course? Or was no, like not at all. Public St. Louis shit. No, it was public St. Louis shit. Okay, it was a really tight course. I mean, somebody. I guarantee people get hit there every single day. So did you almost hit somebody? 
No, I couldn't hardly get the ball off the tee. Couldn't see it. I was, I was not dangerous today. I'm hurting. I'm just so, trying to get back to level So what right are y'all now. doing tonight? Are y'all all going to the social place again tonight? Are you going to hang out with us well, at the hotel lobby again? Well, or? isn't there a big party going on at the Sheraton tonight? Isn't that the plan? I don't, not that I'm aware of. I'm not I'm into not other parties. You going? The, the Jeff Stanfield party is going to be at the lobby of the Double Tree for a little bit and go to his room, take a hot shower, and go to bed. I'm going to try to be in bed by like 10 o'clock. That's, yeah, that's my goal. never fucking That's happen. my goal. That's this it. thing won't be over before 10 o'clock. I thought the they're, last, last no, shuttle leaves so at night. They're so they're far behind. behind. On they're, what? The calling contest. The calling, this, a lot more people this is and, just now wrapping up. They were supposed to have a waterfowl seminar an hour ago. Oh, and they haven't done that yet. They no. haven't done that yet. I'll pro- I'm just going to walk over there with a the duck call and put everybody else to bed. They left. Well, the, they've got the piss on. They it. got the junior goose. Some of these kids going to be home, needing home, go home bed before they get the junior goose tonight. There's a junior goose, a junior duck, and a junior goose after the open goose. What's like 15 and under? I don't know. Yeah, I bet that's going to be pleasant on the ears. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey's going to try out maybe. <laughs> I, you know, I, I couldn't believe Stoner didn't call in the contest. Have we seen Stoner? Still? Well, I, I don't know where he is. I, I haven't seen Stoner since He's I've been gone. here. I don't. I don't know. He I, he must have found somebody or. Was Stoner okay today? Yeah, he got here after we did. He's fine. He's fucking been working with Blake Allen Poppy the whole summer. He's good. Yeah, he's been training. Yeah, he's, he's been training for this exact moment. Yeah. Uh, so you got your picture made with a homeless man yesterday, or just some guy passed out drunk? Some guy passed out drunk right outside the porta potty. Andy Shaver took that picture outside of the porta potty. He, he, he gets the, the photo cred. Some dude passed out. What do he have? Like nine cups? Yeah. Probably you stacked said up. He's, he's lucky he fell asleep on his back. Oh, if he would have fell asleep face down, <laughs> good place to park a bicycle. I, <laughs> I'd had a few drinks. God only knows what I was going to do that poor guy. <laughs> it's hard telling. Was it Chance Bass by any means? Chance. I don't know who he was. Yeah, and I have, the, I have decided. First of all, someone last night told us that Trevor looks like Co Wetzel. I, I said do that. Do not look like Co Wetzel. You don't think he looks like Co Wetzel? I look like a, like a midget version of Co Wetzel. Is he a big boy? He's a pretty big boy. Is he? Yeah. Big old Texan. Yeah, I think he looks like Co Wetzel. He's got the hair. Chance Bass looks like a fat version of Ma- Ma- Mikey Soberano, for the people that don't know. Wait, a fat version of Mikey <laughs> So Chance is the fat version of Mikey? <laughs> Chance is the fat version of Mikey. Mr. Chance is. <laughs> That that was one of he's one of Toby's guys, yeah, right? Cadillac Creek guys. I'm gonna tell you right now, we've had a great time here. We've met so many people, or not really met. I guess made met them. I guess in person, so many podcast people. It's been a great time. It has. I, it's I been really a lot look fun. forward to coming here next year. I hope it's about 25 degrees cooler though. So we got to pick a different month. Oh, it's hot. June in Missouri ain't gonna work anymore. <laughs> Do it in April. Uh, yeah, April yeah. or March would be Gosh, way better. Somebody, it was hot. It's been hot. I'm from West Texas. We're like, oh, you're Texas. It's not bad to you. Fuck, we don't have this kind it's of humidity. humidity. Should have killed you. Not to mention the bugs. You were bitching about those the all day bu- yesterday. Yeah, the wind's blowing, so thank God. No gnats. I get the gnats. The gnats were horrible. Yeah, they were. It's been thick. So we're, we're doing a giveaway. Tell us about this giveaway, Andy or Logan. Well, this is mostly your idea. It was my idea. I just, I'm lucky enough to pay for it. Okay. I, you know, that's, I'm, I feel like your wife now. You're paying for it. Uh, we're not going there. Uh, no, I'm talking about the way my relationship is. Gotcha. I pay for stuff. So, Michelle, I feel like your wife on the paying for stuff. So, if you said I'm paying for this, oh, I feel like your wife. You gotcha. could do a whole lot better. I, I, so, <laughs> anyways, Andy, what's the giveaway? It's six people, right? Yep. Si- yep. It's a six-man goose hunt in November. November 15th, 16th, Monday, Tuesday. Okay. And I think what... Lodging and meals. What the plan is... 
six guys, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to sign up for our Patreon if you want to be eligible for it. And there's going to be a certain episode here probably in the next month, I imagine. Rebel and I will announce how you're going to be able to sign up for it. You're going to have to comment something on the Patreon page in order to win the goose hunt. Very good. As long and as that's good with you guys. Yeah, we're good with that. It's good with me. And it's for six people for two days at the Big Honker. Now, are you going to be there for this, or, or is this going to be like the last one that you did? He don't know that he's going to be there because you're busy that time of year. Right? Yeah, November. I doubt that I'm going to be there. You doubt I, you'll I, be able to be I'll there. I'll stand in for you then because I'll be there. Okay? If you so would. Jeff will do the bourbon and all that stuff with Whoa. these guys. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. you said you're standing in for him. I didn't say I was drinking with him all night. Oh. I will be there to. I will make You'll sure you will be there to toss the bean bags. I'll drink. You'll I'll toss drink, the bean bags I'll, on the on the roof. I'll drink. No, that's the last. Yeah, fuck. Now listen, guys. When you come on this shit, Scotty Goggles tore up some shit last time he was there. So, <laughs> fuck Scotty Goggles. Fuck Scotty. Yeah. Fuck Scotty. I think we can all agree. Yeah. So, anyways, congrats on the wedding, bud. There ain't nobody fucking showering at three o'clock in the morning, waking your guys up, getting drunk naked, and trying to get in bed with other guys, and you're not throwing on a goddamn cornhole bags on the roof. So fuck you, Scotty Goggles. Fuck you, Scotty Goggles. <laughs> I'm gonna be on go his, ahead, Andy. I'm gonna be on his podcast in a couple weeks. Are you really? Yeah. You're going on the Gar Hole. Yep. With Justin and Hunt, or uh, Hadley. I'm gonna be on there. They're bringing in some out of town talent. Well, you couldn't make the show any worse. We know that. Much. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. <laughs> it's only up from here. I mean. It's only up from here. That's it. <laughs> Yes. But no, when, uh, when actually am I coming down? It's January something, right? January second through the 29th or something. I think you're January seven like days. Yeah, that's that sounds shit. about right. So a little shorter than what we did last yeah. time. I, I, it's a whole week in January. You're going to be here. Hey, I, I want to make a request. I don't like to ask you for much, but is it possible? Because we just want to go hunt storks. Yeah, or warbirds, if you will. Warbirds. Can, can can Andy be the guide for all that? I don't care. You need to talk to Andy. I was going to go the last day. I thought you guys were leaving, and then I wake up. They're like, yeah, you got off tomorrow. Logan and them are going to go a day there's early. Our, there's our drinking buddies from Michigan last night. And uh, go out to the lodge and fucking Blake's taking y'all out and just pounded them. This is your excuse? Yeah. We beat no, the shit out of them, Nobody told me anything. It was so much fun. Yeah, Blake said it was awesome. It was awesome. Just just a small, just, hey, it was just you bud. guys, wasn't it? Yeah. It was just you, the, the reason why <laughs> is that, that field was scouted better than the other fields were. What, because I had to do it myself? Yep. You done a good job scouting. I don't know what the fuck you paste on for. I have for. to go throw corn cornhole bags. Y'all can keep talking. All you gotta do is hit this stop button whenever you're done. Go ahead and stop it. It's gonna be just a quick one. I'm part of that deal. Yep. Okay. Just Mr. wanted to Logan, hop on here and tell them how to do it. Appreciate you being on here. I love you, brother. You're a great guy. I love you too, bud. And I, just, I refrain from fucking with you on this one. So just remember that, okay? Yep. I right. I, I know. <laughs> I'm forever in your debt. All right. So be listening. Uh, subscribe to their Patreon, and uh, the details will be in an episode coming up. It's only six ninety five. So quit being a bunch of fucking tight asses. Quit doing. Can it. I just give you seventy bucks and or at eighty four? Just call it a year, and then we'll be good. Sure. Go All ahead. Right. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have got the man himself, Mr. Cody Stokes, the owner of Dive Bomb Industries. You've pulled this off. It's been a great weekend. It's been a, an absolute show out. Uh, it's been phenomenal. I mean, we've blown the doors out of this place. We've sold a ton of stuff. The people I've come through here, I've seen come through here, have been absolutely uh, phenomenal people. The crowds, the food, the uh, the calling was just unbelievable. So, yeah, glad to have you both here. Oh, man, we are so happy to be here and a big part of it. And It's nice for us to be able to put a face to, to people we see, the podcast followers, and there's been a lot of them here. And it, it's just been a top-notch, first-class 
never been nothing like this waterfowl wise ever well that's that's flattering uh, well, i owe a lot to the guys that uh helped make this happen kyle forrest my sister ashley branding and cameron and all the guys in the back end that do logistics and a lot of planning and shipping and all the orders here so thanks a lot to all those people did uh is there anything that caught you by surprise this weekend the crowd the crowd absolutely um two o'clock friday start was the plan and about 145 when everyone was still basically relaxing and and congregated uh the first bus showed up and i didn't even know what i'd rented the bus was huge uh big big commercial bus i guess it was icy cold ac and everyone stepped out and they immediately started sweating but the showroom filled up with people out the door about 50 yards long and uh we sold us not out of stuff right at the get-go so uh mad success what i didn't expect to see was the crowd so i appreciate everyone coming out it, it was a good one and you've got such a amazing facility here asher took us on a, a little you know backstage tour everybody's second tours back there and sure just, it's just it's amazing seeing you know how kind of how the yep. bacon's made everyone so sees the front end so everyone sees asher and the guys on the road on youtube instagram facebook and snapchat but no one ever really gets to see behind the scenes so i think there was a very eager crowd to get back behind, uh, back behind the showroom door and see how the, oper- the operation functions. The warehouse, fulfillment, uh, quality control, little machine shop back there. Uh, a couple of people got to sneak preview our basically engineer room, a 3D printer and a bunch of stuff and got to meet everyone behind the scenes. So awesome having everyone out. I just can't believe when people are interested in us and have been so supportive and honest and uh, it's been just phenomenal. Can't, I can't give enough thanks to everyone. It's amazing that you see so many people from so many places walking in wearing dive bomb gear. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's from all over the people. They had a lady come to us a minute ago, and they drove from Pennsylvania today to see uh, So there's a crew here, several crews here, I think, from Arizona, California. Uh, Somerville came in from the Aleutian Islands in Alaska. There's a, a guy around here wearing the All Blacks jersey from New Zealand. I don't even know how he got here because <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they're supposed to be traveling right now. But, uh, yeah, people from all over. Uh, L.A., California. I mean, Duck, Duck here himself, Devin Hodges. It's uh, it's an honor. He, so he was humble himself too. Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah. What? It's been a great deal. I, I, I've been to a lot of hunting shows. This is not a hunting show. This is a. I don't know what you'd call this. It's kind of like a gathering. Yeah. But I've been to a lot of shows, and this has been so smooth. The people have been great. And what my hats hats off to y'all is taking care of the people, the free water. Uh, your your mother, sweet mother, brung them by pizza for people. Becky, that, yeah, she's a, she's a sweetheart. That is what I mean, just taking care of your people because there's so many times you go to places and once they get an exhibitor there, they don't care no more. Right. Well, it wasn't that way here. Right. And I want to, on behalf of every exhibitor here, I want to thank y'all for being first class with well, us. You're welcome, and thank you for coming, and thanks to all the staff that, uh, that did it right. I mean, we we focused on the details. I think we focused to the nth degree on the details, and it and it showed. I mean, the branding. Uh, the whole production, everything here was, I think, top notch. So, who, <laughs> whose idea was this in the beginning? I think it, I, I'm not going to take total credit for it, but uh, a lot of the big competition guys were a little frustrated with the worlds being canceled. And I said, let's separate ourselves from the worlds and come up with some big contests. Uh, and Asher, and obviously we have Kyle and Forrest, and those are our competition guys. They they put the competition in on. They did a great job. Uh, but let's let's throw some big prizes out, get some big names, draw some people in, sell some merch, sell some decoys, run a little uh, discount for all of our loyal, fo- loyal followers, and have some barbecue, and let's just meet everyone that we haven't met before. So 
uh, I think it was just a just a basically a collaborative uh, festival that we came together, Squad Fest. So hopefully this is first annual and more more to come. Well, I think it was good. I hope you have this again. I would sure like to come back next year. Yeah. And I think it's just y'all done a hell of a job. And you guys, you. you guys have done a hell of a job in this podcast. Big honker. I wear your T-shirt more often than not. <laughs> it fits nice, believe it or not. Well, we appreciate yeah. that very much. It. Yeah, absolutely. It's fun being a part of you guys because y'all are on a meteoric ride and it's uh it's fun being a part of you guys thank so you yeah absolutely you have an incredible brand and we look forward to seeing where this goes thank you guys but uh we wanted to get you on before we uh before we get up out of here and just tell you what a great weekend it was and you pulled it off my friend thank you very after much. covid and you know post-covid a little rip yep that's right yep. well cody we appreciate you very much for being thank on. you, you both. Got a hell of a business it's a hell of a deal and the best thing happened to the waterfowl industry in a long time we'll see you next year yes, sir you thank saved you it, bud thanks thank a you. lot thank okay. you cody Check out all of our sponsors. Check out Eyesight Drone Service. Check out Bangtail Whiskey, Pacific Calls, Dive Bomb Industries, uh, Dirty Duck Coffee, Lucky Duck, Looking Glass Duck Club, Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, Goose Creek Retrievers, and Gundog Outdoors.